Welcome back to Word of God, where three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vvim or it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ashcommaman. I'm Emma, the latecomer. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. And I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him, and you can follow me on Twitter at topplethrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Tumblr at Word of Godcast. Uh, and let's get content some warnings. Yeah, some content warnings because there's a couple yeah, of yeah. There's in this a, a uh huh. Content warnings for this episode include murder, specifically for religious reasons, pedophilia and grooming, anti-sex work sentiments, psych wards, alcoholism, racism, robbery and murder, sexual assault, missing persons, lost times, memory blackouts, physical assault, demonic possession, home invasion, and murder. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. So today's going to be a fun one. We have two really yeah. good episodes to tear oh, into. Yeah. And by good, I mean like a lot to analyze, not necessarily good in like a subjective, enjoyable sense, but definitely that is for me. Um, Was for me also. I realized, you know what I realized two episodes ago, our episodes ago, uh, I referred to Houses of the Holy as 212, and mm. that is because I was mixing it up with 112 Faith, also written by Sarah Gamble. I did not see it incorrectly ah. cited. I'm sorry to the desicule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that conversation. I think I probably edited it out, but... No, I heard it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I didn't then. You called me out for calling out a good chunk of our listeners. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I asked if you said uh, readers of All of you have been vindicated. You definitely didn't, <laughs> did not do. <laughs> anyway, so today we're doing 213, Houses of the Holy, and 214, Born Under a Bad Sign. Um, Houses yeah. of the Holy was, as I said, written by Sarah Gamble. And unless we have further objections, I'm going to get into the synopsis. Let's go. I'm not going to be normal about this one. But <laughs> oh, let's yeah, go. Heads up. This is, this is a good one. Uh, so we open in Providence, Rhode Island. Nice place name for this episode. And we see a woman named Gloria watching TV. Her life is not implied to be impressive. She's kind of a wreck. Um, she flips through the channels and finds a televangelist as the light behind her flickers. She turns the TV off, but it turns itself back on. There's shaking, there's flickering, there's this glowing light behind her, and she turns to it in awe and mouths, oh my god, title card. It's really good. Then we see Sam posing as, I guess, a nurse at her psych ward and asking Gloria about what happened to her, and we learned that she stabbed Carl Gully in the heart because it was God's will. She saw an angel, and he showed her a sign of who to smite for being, quote, guilty to his deepest foundations. Um, back at the motel, Dean is using the magic fingers in the bed because he's lying low after, you know, the events of Night Shifter. He's on the news as a bank robber, so he can't go out. Uh, so Sam has been doing the investigation. So they argue about angels and faith. It's really good. We're going to get into that. And then they go check out Carl's place where they find a plastic angel by the door, and in the foundations, a pile of dead bodies buried. Uh, next up, we see Zach, who also sees the light and goes to kill some guy named Frank next to another sign, which is a stone angel statue. Uh, the boys investigating discover Frank was a predator who was about to meet up with his online underage victim. And he went to the same church as Carl, our Lady of the Angels. At the church, Father Reynolds tells them about avenging angels with a painting of Michael the Archangel, and he tells them about a dead priest, Father Gregory. I'm assuming it's a priest. I am not up to date on my church uh, hierarchy terms. <laughs> the, 
uh, Father Gregory was recently killed in a mugging on the church steps, and Dean and Sam argue again over whether Father Reynolds' prayer or Father Gregory's spirit are behind the angel killings, and Sam admits that he prays every day. At Father Gregory's grave, Sam sees the light and passes out, and when he comes to, he says that the angel wants him to kill somebody who hasn't done anything wrong yet, but he's going to. Oof. Uh, Dean says something about how his faith issues stem from his mommy issues. We'll get into that. And then Sam <laughs> shows Sam some wormwood on Father Gregory's grave, which represents restless dead. Uh, Dean suggests a seance to prove that it's just a spirit because it is a perk of the job that you can know for sure. Uh, while they're getting supplies, Sam sees the guy that the angel wants him to kill. And so Dean drives off to stop that guy, sending Sam to do the seance so that he won't kill this man. Uh, Father Reynolds interrupts Sam, but Father Gregory's spirit shows up to Sam's immense disappointment and says that now he's an angel come to help and offer people redemption through God's will. Father Reynolds disagrees. Um, meanwhile, Dean sees the guy attack the woman he's with, and so he saves her and gets in a car chase that ends as Father Reynolds performs Father Gregory's last rites, with the guy being impaled in a freak accident, which is such a freak accident that maybe it's an oh, yeah. intervention. Uh, Dean and Sam you know, reconvene and recap their ends of things, and Dean maybe believes now it's really good it's like very good yeah the That's good the, the like parallels from the start of the episode to the end of the episode are very good okay first first thing i want to mention is i love that the show is like i like love in big scare quotes the show is like uh you need to know that this person, that this woman is a sex worker, so we have her in, like, this extremely revealing top when she's just, like, hanging out at home watching TV. Yeah. See, and it's the a thing lot. is, maybe this is just because, like, I'm me, but, like, I totally forgot that she was a sex worker until Dean makes the comment about her being a sex worker. I was just like, yeah, that's just a lady. <laughs> she's just down on her luck. She's just vibing. But I I'm so also completely like forgot about it that it didn't make it into my synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that when they were talking about her, and I was like, oh, that's why she was wearing that outfit. Great. Good job, show. Thanks. That's, yeah, that's very yeah, I was just willing to accept that, like, women do their sexy lounging when they're depressed. <laughs> I mean, that's valid, but also, you know, the, like... The Queen's Gambit scene. Okay, so let's get into this cold open. We've discussed Gloria's outfit. Her house is full uh -huh. of these little angel figurine Gloria, statues the little like ceramic porcelain things um nice set dressing the televangelist i'm gonna go i'm gonna start going crazy uh, like the I, if, if <laughs> you've already heard the televangelist listeners oh yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> the between this and faith with the like faith healer tent like sarah mm. gamble cuts right to like faith and religion in america oh, as yeah. like this commodification of christianity and it's really good and just a reminder sarah gamble is jewish like she's doing this in an extremely deliberate way that i really appreciate <laughs> mm -hmm. the vibes of this room just like shaking apart uh while this televangelist is going is just going like do you hear the glory i said can yeah. you hear it just like it's so good he's like can you hear the, the angel singing as is yeah. like the subtitles say electricity crackling which fucks as a concept yeah. also i guess to bring this up now uh this priest father gregory is his name right mm. uh, powerful ghost 
if he can oh, yeah. do yeah, this. Oh, yeah, got, he's got mojo. Like, it's good that he's a good ghost, I guess, because, yeah, he, like, we've, we haven't seen a ghost that can, like, tear up a house to this level before, right? No. It, it's very carefully set up so that you don't know for sure if it's an angel or a ghost until his spirit yeah. shows up. It's really good. And we've kind of spoiled this for our listeners already by repeatedly saying angels weren't supposed to be in the show yet. So you already knew <laughs> that this wasn't an angel. But when you first watch it, you don't know for sure if it's going to be an angel. And then mm. it isn't. But then later it is. It's... Mm. Mm. This episode is one of those that really hits the foreshadowing by mistake. It's so good. Mm. And especially that one part mm, that we'll get to. But literally, this episode... This whole, I, I will post in the show notes the several emojis I sketched into my notes. Oh my <laughs> because so I was... I love Should them. we... Okay. <laughs> Should we talk about... The spoilers that you two want to talk about and just, like, to do a disclaimer, because I personally don't mind. Or do we want to just eventually wrap back to this episode when it's relevant? No, we're going to talk about spoilers in this episode, but we'll warn you before they come up so you can skip okay. ahead a minute or so each time. Okay. Like, we've already Go said ahead. angels are in the show, so we're just going to be discussing the fact yeah. that angels are in the show. But any more detail than that, I think we'll just give a warning before we say it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we're gonna need yeah. to. This episode uh -huh. drove me. Yeah, I can. I can feel seat. it. I can feel it crawling out of your throats. Yeah, this. If, you know, to you want to talk spoken. about cast haunting this podcast? This is the haunted episode. <laughs> yeah, and not even just cast. Literally all of seasons four and five. Just it. I literally. I was almost. If I didn't know that angels weren't supposed to be in this show, and that the the show was not supposed to get to the point that it did. I would have thought that this was foreshadowing. Mm. That's yeah, how it's fucking really insane this episode is. Like, I was like, surely there's a little bit of foreshadowing for at least the end of season two and season three. I don't even know. Anyway. <sighs> oh, by the Let's way, get into it. Small, small fun fact in this intro. Um, Gloria is watching the Drew Carey show. I, like... That's just funny to me. I don't know what, like, the... I don't know if it's, like, on the same network or, like, what did they, like, pay to put the Drew Carey show on TV? I have no idea, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah, the vibes of the scene, though, they're so good. The vibes are very good. Like, the sense of, like, incredible power of, like, the whole house shaking, mm -hmm. all of the lights are doing their scary thing. There's, like, from the televangelist on TV, there's the like church organ music as the house is shaking itself apart yeah. it's really good it's like it's one of the vibes. one of the all-timer cold opens imo yeah oh you know it'd be like fun if, to if do if this at some was point. an angel this is what it would be like you know we should like make a list of like the best cold opens every season like when we're further into this i think that'd be fun Ooh, that would be fun but uh, that's not for now. Anyway, um, so after this very good scene, which I highly recommend people go watch if they're not watching along, um, I love that we just get immediately, like, Sam in costume showing up. It's like, we don't need yeah. to see them nice doing their investigating. Like, it's, they don't need yeah, to it's find fun out. To they the... can just show up. Yeah. It's just, like, it's... um, The show has sort of, like earned this at this point like we've seen the boys actually do the legwork so often that it's like fine to see them just like yeah it makes perfect sense it does not like heart like get in the way of my disbelief at all for sam to just show up in costume here and it's kind of fun like not knowing like how he found her how he did the legwork 
Yeah. It's also just refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Because with a exactly. Monster of the Week show, it's going it. to hit the same. Yeah, exactly. Copies. That's what I mean about yeah, it being we, earned. We it's like, we've seen this so many times, we don't need ago, to see I it. Think, with something written by Catherine Humphreys, where um, they were doing an interrogation and like hit the beat a little bit funny instead of just playing it flat every time. Mm-hmm. So like, here's another mm-hmm. way of doing it. Just skip yeah. over that part. And yeah, Gloria's performance in this scene is very good because she stabbed a guy. She's in like a psych ward um, and is not playing quote unquote crazy, you know, the way like TV actors do. It's like she's completely like, yeah, stabbed him. God told me to do it. I did it. He was bad. Yeah, she's completely at peace with what she's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's also at peace with the consequences. Yeah. She like does not even care. Um, We get to the, the, my first note is immediately sets me off uh i get the sense that god's a little busy for house yeah i noted that mm-hmm. one too really good note for the show and for judaism <laughs> um because i guess this is kind of spoilers but god does not appear in the show pre um end of kripke era like seasons one through five god is simply not in the building um which is really good and like creates that sense mm. of ambiguity that's really nice um i say judaism because like the idea of questioning and uncertainty like those are good things we don't actually know anything and that's okay Mm -hmm. and so we don't actually know about god and um gloria kind of hits it in the head here by mistake where she isn't actually speaking to an angel but for most of the show or at least the early show we also don't get to see god we get to see his emissaries when the angels do show up and so god's a little busy for house calls is like I, i really like it it really hits the mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah, it's, it's both. Continues um, to win. It's it's in different ways is both like a, very much a Jewish thing and also very much a Catholic thing in terms mm-hmm. of le- less so less so questioning, but more so uh, the idea of God not talking directly, but working through emissaries with like saints and angels playing a much bigger role in Catholicism. I mean, obviously, saints aren't a thing in Protestantism. Prod- protestantism at all um but that's still that's still like a thing there is like god working through other things in the world um whereas in protest protestantism the hardest word in the world for me to say right now uh it is more about a direct relationship so i thought it was i thought it was fitting that it was a catholic uh church in this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we mostly see them. This never registered to me until I like actually started paying attention. But I think like pretty much whenever uh, religious officials, mm. I don't know if that's a word, uh, a, the or a clergy thing, show up, they're always they're they're Catholic priests. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because they're recognizable. Like that would be they're recognizable. Yeah. Also, Basic, like the exorcism stuff is very like Catholicism yeah, is the stuff that's Catholic. Yeah. Uh, Catholicism is the more quote-unquote mystical of the two types of Christianity also. Well, there's more than two types of Christianity, but you know what I mean. If Catholicism versus Protestantism anyway, Catholicism is the more, like, is the one that I can definitely see having closer ties to the occult in a setting where the occult exists because it has stuff like exorcisms uh, and is is historically has been more about um like ritual 
Yeah. Oh, when Sam is doing a seance and Father Reynolds comes in, uh, Sam says, it's based on early Christian rites, if that helps. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. Um, Sammy. My next note is about the magic fingers. Okay, before we talk about the magic fingers, I do want to bring <laughs> up, like, Gloria's whole thing is interesting, but it is very, like, puritanical morality for it to be like, oh, yes, this woman was a sex worker, and that was bad, and she's happy now because she did a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Did we did we find out what Zach did that made him, like, need redemption? He was a drunk. He's the second guy. Oh, right, okay. So, you know, sins of the flesh. Yeah, this this episode uses a lot of really broad strokes to kind of shorthand us to avoid the expository. Yeah. So the association of, like, being a sex worker with having a shitty life or being a drunk with being a shitty person, um, things like that. Uh, and then also when we get to, when we see the church, immediately what we see in the foreground oh, yeah. is a group of three black men yep. crossing the street. That's how you know it's a bad other. neighborhood. Exactly, <sighs> yeah. And my then eyes. Dean makes the comment that it's, it's kind of a seedy neighborhood. And so, yeah, and again, like, we I, have Sarah Gamble not doing very well with the whole race thing. I didn't get, like, when Dean said that, I was like, wait, what? Like, what? Yeah. I didn't see that, and then I was like, oh, wait, is that how the show was trying to tell me that? That's, I hate that. That's bad. Yeah. I only noticed because I knew in advance, because um, I've seen this episode. But, so, well, I think sometimes you have to use these broad strokes When you to have, avoid like, 40 minutes of television and avoid, sorry, yeah, yeah, to to avoid exposition. Uh, it's really not great to do it when you're talking about, like, real-life issues uh -huh. and marginalized groups, such as sex workers or black people or things like that. Uh, it's not a good look. No, it's also weird to, like, make the claim that alcoholism is a personality failing and then completely ignore the fact that both of the Winchesters have severe alcohol problems. Yeah, uh well, that's also a very Catholic thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I wasn't under the impression that it was necessarily a personality failing and more that it's just like whatever this or guy's got like going scene. on in his life. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just thinking that like... Because he, is, he, he has a problem with addiction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I was viewing redemption in that way more as like redemption for like what you're going through it's like he, your life is like purposeless right now you are just like sad and drunk all the time here's like a thing you can do uh which i do get like as a i mean okay he i also see is that reading to to prison but, for it, but uh father gregory says when he shows up that he's given them the keys to heaven where's the quote yeah oh yeah no i agree Here, with he you says I'm those just innocent like... people so he does say that they're innocent um, those innocent people are being offered redemption. Some people need redemption, don't they, Sam? Which is, ugh, Sammy, my poor little meow meow. Um, but also the idea of, like, um, sins of the flesh or otherwise failing being in the same episode as Dean getting told off for enjoying the magic fingers, which we can now segue to. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> what, was, what was Sam's line, which makes me nuts? He says something about, you're like a rat. The precious, precious oh yeah the pleasure button it's really funny it's dies. a really funny it's line. funny but it's also like it does make me miserable and i don't think it's like an accurate read of dean but i i think it's an accurate read of how sam reads dean 
I I also I guess didn't take it maybe that seriously. It seemed like Sam was just kind of grumpy and being hyperbolic, but that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So Dean has you know enjoyed the magic fingers in the opening scene, and then when Sam comes back, Dean says, "Did you bring quarters?" And Sam says, dude, I'm not enabling your sick habit. You're like one of those lab rats that pushes the pleasure button instead of the food button until it dies. And Dean says, what are you talking about? I eat. He starts eating the sandwich. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly I just noted it because it's like a meme in the fandom, or at least it was during these earlier parts of the show. Because it feels like it should be a Dean thesis. Like it does sound right for Dean of like, yeah, he does just do what feels good you know, at the expense of taking care of himself, but he doesn't actually value making himself feel good. He pretends yeah. he does to fill yeah, the like, deep exactly. chasm inside of him. Oh, I can't wait till we get to season five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Dean, Dean seems on the surface to always be pressing the pleasure button with, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, or I guess sex women and alcohol mm -hmm. and rock and roll. Alcohol's a drug. Speaking I of which, he's it. listening to uh, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin uh, when, at the start when he's on the massage bed. I thought he was listening to Hair of the Dog. Uh-oh, or do we have another? It says Cashmere no. on his MP3 player. I Okay, genuinely, I don't remember. I just thought the subtitle said it. Hold on, never mind. <laughs> okay. I just, I mostly, I especially bring this up uh, because uh, the episode is called Houses of the Holy, which is also a Led Zeppelin reference. Ah, uh, that's valid. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The subtitles say it, the intro to Nazareth's Hair of the Dog playing, and then the MP3 player says something else, I guess. Hold on. Huh. But I don't know which song it actually is. Weird. I'm going to investigate this. Let's move, but let's move forward while I do that. Um, I forgot to mention, I like that her name is Gloria. Nice and on point. Mm-hmm. Gloria, living in Providence, got visited by an angel. Like, you can't make this up. I mean, I guess Sarah Gamble did make this up. But in-universe, it's funny. Um, Dean and Sam's motel room in this episode. I know Wyatt referenced it in the chat earlier this week, but it's incredible. It's insanity. It's absurd. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of a naked woman with... I don't know what's on her tits. It's like, what it is, is it's like a, it's like a painting of a naked woman, but she's like, it's like a, not like a realistic painting, but then like, there's just like a splash of paint across her chest to like censor it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, like it's too, yeah. It's a very like, um, like realist style painting and then it's got it's like two hearts that have like dripped down the painting that are just in like black paint it's bizarre it's a bizarre painting mm -hmm. and then the the like little wall partition that's in every single one of these motel rooms in this show uh just with different designs is like a silhouette of like a pinup uh-huh that you see on like trucks and shit well it's like um it's like a lattice of pinups mm -hmm. of like silhouettes. It's bizarre. It's yeah. Like, did they make this custom? Did they buy this? Who's making this? Yeah. No, I mean, we, we, as we've already learned, it's like this one dude and like the team of people like working under him, presumably that makes all of the motel sets. So like they, they made this decision. This was not a found set. 
Yeah. yeah no, I it's... mean, like, I'm not talking about the set as a whole. I mean, like, specifically this item. Did they find this oh. in the store? Oh, the painting? Yeah, who it knows? It's insane. I do have to talk about season four now. So if you don't want spoilers for a specific scene in the beginning of season four, please skip ahead about a minute. Hopefully I'll stick within that time. Um, okay, so an angel came with, like, flashes of flickering and... St- and then led to somebody being stabbed in the heart and Dean says that being touched by an angel means that you're crazy okay okay I'm normal about this I'm trying so hard to be vague here because I don't want to give away too much but it's really good and they did this by accident <laughs> or at least okay when they made this they didn't intend for it to be foreshadowing it is possible that when they were making season 4 they did look back to this mm-hmm. also um Okay, can we talk about their conversation here? Yeah, uh, I just need to say, I went back and I listened to uh, the scene, and no, that's not Kashmir. That's like that's not what the guitars in Kashmir sound like. So yeah, okay, no, I it's... don't think it's Hair of the Dog either. Yeah, it does. I'm listening to, to Hair of the Dog. Hair I, what the song dog. is this? Dean's phone it displays the song he's listening to as Led Zeppelin. Kashmir. Arguably, however, this isn't the song we can hear yeah. playing through his headphones. The actual song playing is Down on Love by Janie Dunlap. Down on Dean's phone is the 2006 Verizon chocolate. <laughs> we have Canon Dean phone model, ladies and gentlemen, and others. By the way, I think Dean's ringtone is a Metallica song. There, It plays for longer in the next episode, but I don't know which Metallica song it is. I recognize it, but I don't. I couldn't name it. Oh, let me look in the trivia section of the next episode. Hmm? Or we could wait till we get to next episode. <laughs> we could. I just I just wanted to bring that up while we were talking about Dean's phone and music. Um, All right, let's talk about this okay, scene. Okay, we wanted to talk about their conversation, yeah. Uh, Dean says, Gloria wouldn't be the first nut job in history to kill in the name of religion, know what I mean? Woke king, I guess. Yeah. Um, I has, has someone said this is this has been said before in um uh faith, right? I think or so. is a similar sentiment that. to what was given in Faith? Pretty much. I mean, they're very consistently characterized across these two episodes because Sarah Gamble did both of them. Yeah. Which yeah, that's why really I bring that up. Which makes really good that in 112 Faith, Dean was told that he will be a believer, and then at the end of this one, he's like, maybe God's will. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also, <laughs> Dean drops the title. He says, well, a little odd, yeah, supernatural, maybe. But angels? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Which shows up in, like, every AMV about Dean and belief. Mm. He doesn't know that an angel's gonna be his best friend and fall in love with him. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't fucking know, guys. Angels? I don't think so. Why not? Because there's no such thing, Sam. Woo! Yeah. No, literally, Alex was, I kept making these inhuman monkey noises, and Alex was like, can you please stop? (laughs) Like, if you do that anymore, I'm going to go insane. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. I literally could not write fast enough, but I didn't want to pause. It was so good. It's, the scene makes people who have seen Angel episodes go absolutely foaming at the mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't know. This whole episode. He just, he doesn't doesn't know. know. Uh, okay, so Dean and Sam argue about whether angels exist, and Sam says that there's mm-hmm. ten times as much lore about angels as there is about anything else we've ever hunted, and Dean says, yeah, well, there's lore about unicorns, too, and Sam pretends to yeah. be shocked, and he goes, wait, there's it's no great. Thing as unicorns? He's so <laughs> it's cute. Really good. It's a really it's good really Sammy cute. moment. And Dean's just like, that's cute. 
This is very similar to the conversation they had about whether or not God exists and how uh, Dean is a um, uh, Dean only believes what he sees. Dean's a materialist. Sam says that you and I have seen things that most people couldn't even dream about. And Dean says, yeah, that's hard proof. Like he has seen ghosts and demons and whatever. He's never seen an angel. And don't you think this is from the transcript? Don't you think that if they existed, we would have crossed paths with with them or at least know Mm -hmm. someone that crossed paths with them? No, this is a demon or spirit, etc. Like the idea that nobody has ever met an angel. Therefore, angels cannot exist or do not exist um, is flawed reasoning. Turns out to be wrong, but he's not mm-hmm. wrong that this isn't an angel. It's just he doesn't know. He doesn't know that angels yeah. are real, but not involved in this issue. Like, mm, it's good. It's really good. And also the fact that he's like, well, wouldn't we surely know somebody? Yeah. You are the somebody that everyone is going to know. <laughs> yeah. His materialism does make sense, though, based on his yes. life experiences, though. Oh, there was a really good post. Um, I'm going to have to find now, but when saying how funny it is basically that like dean winchester of all people is the one who basically like domesticated his own personal little angel after vehemently denying their existence for so long it's like being uh uh what was it called a horse tamer or something and this one guy is like there is no such thing as unicorns i can't believe anybody would ever believe in unicorns and then you go over to his house one day and he's like oh yeah that's my pet unicorn don't worry about it um uh, I wanted to bring up, I wanted to bring up very briefly, Sam went to Glory's apartment and he didn't find any EMF, despite the fact that we know that Father Gregory is a ghost. And also there was a vet, like, it shook her whole house, there was a vast amount of ghost activity. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but that's weird. That, uh, that feels like them purposefully breaking their own lore rules in order to, like give put in order to put us further down the red herring road yeah it's weird we don't have any explanation for why father gregory is such a powerful spirit or manifests in this particular way we just don't get an explanation yeah i assume it has something to do with like who he was as a person yeah and how uh, we've seen ghosts the power of ghosts generally is based on how much uh, they want to stick around slash how much unfinished business they have, right? And so if this guy is, like, that zealous, then, like, that transfers over into his power as a ghost, I guess? Well, and also, he genuinely believes that he's been chosen to become yeah, an Avenger. Yeah, that's what angel. I meant by zealous, yeah. So I would imagine that influences, like, not only how powerful he is, but how that power manifests. Yeah. Because it's, like, I would imagine that he would in his subconscious at least he's like okay how would an angel appear to these people holy yeah, white he light really shaking the house he's an angel he's not trying to yeah. trick people huh i dean's um cell phone ringtone is not a um he's not a song it's a sound alike that sounds like a bunch of different things uh its inspirations were smoke on the water uh we will rock you by the scorpions and acdc rock and roll ain't noise pollution uh at least according to emileth on reddit five years ago drop the link but that sounds right it definitely sounds a little bit like smoke on the water there's also metallica riff that sounds like it that i'm thinking of uh but but yeah no it's it's not a 
I actually, I have a video for it uh, for people. I'll put it in the refs. Cool. Uh, when they find the plastic angel figure next to Carl Gully's door, Dean goes, it's a sign from up above. Well, I think I learned a valuable lesson. Always take down your Christmas decorations after New Year's or you might get filleted by a hooker from God. Ha! And Sam goes, I'm laughing on the inside. Sam is so sarcastic this episode. It's great. I love the way Sarah Gamble writes Sam. And that line from Dean is, the word hooker is not particularly no. positive. No. The line is very funny, though. Yes. Like, aside from that. Um, it's just the way he delivers it is just so deadpan. And then in this scene, there's this great shot where uh, the camera like spins around Sam's yeah. head uh, to show that like he's noticed something. His like detective vision has activated. The the cinematography in this scene is really good. I have another note when yeah, this is they cut Kim between. Matters. Yes, Sarah Gamble um, often works with Kim. Mm. When they start digging, the camera cuts behind them, and then when it emerges on the other side of them, we see the hole has been dug and all the bones yeah. inside of it. That was a really good cut, too. Um, this is what's the, next? When, when Zach gets his vision, it's actually the second vibrating bed in this episode for no reason. You get the magic fingers and then Zach in his bed. Um, just uh -huh. lots of vibrating beds today. Hmm. Also, Zach looks like a blend between Matt Damon, Neil Patrick Harris, and Ed Sheeran. It's a very weird combination of features. <laughs> Okay, so that's why I thought he was familiar. Yeah, it's yeah, like at first I was like, that guy looks really familiar. And then as the as the scene went on, I was like, there is no way I've seen this guy before. So that no. must be why. It is why. Uh, yeah, I do find um, it weird that when Zach goes to kill Frank, he says, you know, he opens the door and Frank goes, yes. And Zach goes, hi, my name is Zach. And Frank says, can I help you? And Zach stabs him. Like, why did you bother introducing yourself? What if he didn't die? Then you would just gave him his na your name. Well, he immediately went to the police and confessed anyway. Yeah. That's true. But, like, why would you bother introducing yourself? I don't understand the reasoning here. Because it's polite, Emma. I guess. But he didn't say anything else. He wasn't like, sorry about this, or do you mind, or anything. He was just like, hi, my name is Zach. Well, why would he apologize? The guy was a creep. Yeah, it was just weird. I do like the angel. It was, it was weird. weird, but it's supposed to be weird because it's like you're supposed to think these people are have been, like, not brainwashed, but like in um, to believe, yeah. Well, not even that, but like um, become the will of God in a way that is like something larger than human, or like something that makes human concerns like beyond them, as we've like seen from Gloria, who is like completely like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, if we have, if we follow the way Gloria was behaving in the psych ward. Um, then I guess Zach's behavior matches up with that in that he's, like, completely casual and normal about it in a very similar way to, um, was it 2-6, Simon said? 2-5, Simon said, maybe? Yeah. Uh, with Doc Jennings, who was very, you know, normal and friendly about killing someone and then himself. So I guess I guess I can accept it in that sense. Um also, I do want to mention that uh, Zach is wear <laughs> wearing Zach is reading a comic called Theseus mm -hmm. vs. Cannibal. Cannibal is spelled wrong, uh, and yeah. it's just like royalty free, like art of a statue. They they made this for the show. Obviously, it's very funny. Incredible, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, this is this next scene. Like they learned that this guy's a pedophile. We don't need to really go into that. There's not a lot happening here really um sam suggests the term avenging angel 
mm-hmm. Sam because Dean's referred to this spirit as a do-gooder. And Sam says, well, how else do you explain it? And that's when Dean notices that they went to the same church. Yep. Called, of course, Our Lady of the Angels. Of course. I would like to call out Sam being a hacker boy in this episode. Yes. <laughs> he just like I types for one second and breaks into his password. Like, okay. Yeah, did he type it's password? <laughs> like, how did you guess his password? You don't know him. Yeah, it's kind of, it's silly, but it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, they go talk to this, uh, pre, uh, this priest, Father Reynolds, um, and <laughs> again, the boys are bad, at, bad lying. at lying. Yeah. Well, Sam's also bad at lying. It's just like, Sam can't think of anything. And Dean's like, okay, I have a story. And then his story is like, he just happens to name a town that Father Reynolds has been to and knows the priest there. Which is crazy because he said Texas and they're in Rhode Island right now. Like, yeah, the it's so far really away. in Dean's favor. He just has terrible luck. <laughs> they met at the like World Priest Conference. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, like, he says that's a nice town, implying he's been there. Mm, yeah. And so Dean gives the wrong name for the pr- priest there, and Father Reynolds is like, hmm, I know a Father Shaughnessy, and Dean's like, Shaughnessy, mm. exactly what I say? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Dean gives a really Irish name, and Shaughnessy is very Irish. Yeah, like, so is Fremont a very Irish community or something? Like, what was that? That was just a kind of yeah, coincidence in his favor? <laughs> Shrug. I mean, I you know, Irish and uh, like Catholicism. I guess it makes sense to if you're going to name a Catholic priest, <laughs> That's there's true. probably a higher percentage. I forgot about that. I was not thinking. About <laughs> or you could Catholics. go for literally any like you could go for Father Smith. Yeah. I mean, part of their job description is making up fake names every day. <laughs> it's true, even though it's mostly just using the names of musicians. <laughs> Sometimes it's actors. Sometimes actors. Uh, anyway, Sam just changes the changes the subject. He's like, "Hey, is that Michael?" Gestures to a painting. <sighs> okay, spoilers. Um, we're gonna spoil the premise of season four and five. Uh, so skip ahead. But editor's note: skip ahead to forty minutes and twenty seconds if you want to avoid spoilers for seasons four and five. In this is actual spoilers. This is not being vague. The premise of season mm-hmm. four and five is partly that Dean is the fated vessel of Michael the Archangel. And in this shot, it happens to be that when Sam points to that painting, the way it's framed it looks like he's pointing to Dean, which they definitely didn't plan. Oh I repeat, God, they cannot have planned this. It is completely accidental, perfect foreshadowing. It's beautiful. He points yeah, to Dean spoiled. and goes, that's Michael, right? It's so good. It's so good. I... <laughs> I got spoiled on this from the Amazon Prime trivia section because uh, I paused the episode during that scene to go get some water, and it's oh, just like no. on the left side, it's like the the like this may be a reference to Dean becoming the vessel for Arch- Amazon. Arch- it's Arch- not, not a reference. It's uh, not that may not have been exactly what it said, but okay. Um, it, it, yeah, I, the <laughs> trivia page on Fandom Wiki also. Uh, counts it as like continuity it's like they didn't do that on purpose it's just cool yeah it's just yeah, yeah. it's just interesting um still spoilers uh father reynolds refers uh talks about michael's sword uh it's a quote-unquote <laughs> flaming sword, sword. <laughs> is there a spear in the i thought it was a spear in the painting also it, it looks like, like a spear, spear because that way it parallels more directly with the guy with uh what's his name at the end getting mm-hmm. impaled by a pole yeah 
Spears are better than swords anyway. Um, but they Dean is frequently referred to as the Michael Sword rather oh. than the Michael Vessel. So <sighs> yeah. And then fighter of demons, fighter of evil. Yeah, the, the mm, I'm not gonna spoil why that makes me crazy, but makes me crazy. Yeah, it's good. Also, when Father Reynolds is giving his speech about angels and how they're God's warriors, and he's quoting a verse from Luke, his voice is like echoing in the church. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a cool scene. There's so much here. We'll have to yeah. remember to come back to this episode when we get into seasons four and five. Yeah. Because there's also stuff about warriors, warrior angels, which has stuff to do with... Okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm normal Reynolds. again. Father Reynolds says it's... that he's been praying for deliverance. Oh, are you not done to move on? Um, oh, I just wanted to say I, I got bad vibes from Father Reynolds in this scene. There's a there's a line where he says we could use some young blood around here um, that maybe be like, wait, is this like leading into is this like a weird corrupt church? Like because the people going here uh, have all proved so far to be bad in some way and no that's not true but I, there was something on his delivery in that line that made my hackles raise well, i don't know if that's an intentional red herring or just my up, own so the wrong person to ask <laughs> yeah, i didn't even notice i was like yeah probably because the my my understanding was that like only old people go to this church because all the young people around are too busy listening to their hip-hop and having sex it's because they're on their yeah but phones. also father gregory is pretty young yeah i don't know i just like i noted that line i was like don't trust that and then later i was like no i guess he's fine um he's a good priest <laughs> and yeah this is where this next scene is where we uh is where dean's like it's a vengeful spirit um and this is where we learn that Sam's religious. Like, I mean, we we already kind of knew that based on faith. We knew that he faith, had faith, but, but like, now he says. He prays yeah. every day. Yeah. Dean says, look, I'll admit I'm a bit of a skeptic since when are you all uh, Mr. Uh, 700 Club? No, seriously, from the get-go, you've been willing to buy this angel crap, man. I mean, what's next? Are you going to start praying every day? And Sam, like, kind of hesitates, and he goes, I do. And Dean goes, what? And Sam says, I do pray every day. I have for a long time. And Dean is very surprised about this. Yeah. But, like... <sighs> it's really good character note for sam to like it is know that these things are out there same way dean does but he chooses to um not vent that's the word i'm looking for i mean he has faith right or like he yeah he still believes he that has there is also good out there yeah and he, he has hope and belief that, that yeah dean is much more cynical yeah. um when it comes to uh i think there's a, another question at a later point in the show where someone asks him like there's demons how can you not believe in angels and he goes because there's just a lot of evil in the world or whatever like i think that was in faith the it might be oh, this maybe. episode i don't know but it might have been faith it's a conversation um, I just, that happens i remember a yeah i remember there being a conversation about how like how can you have one without the other this idea of heaven and hell being inseparable demons and angels being mm -hmm. like these natural counterparts yeah, that's you can't have one without the other. And then Dean doesn't see it because he doesn't see enough good in the world. Yeah. The only good he sees is through other people. Very rarely at that. He sees much more evil and violence than he does good. <gasps> yeah! On that note, uh, when Sam says that he's seen an angel, he says, this feeling washed over me, you know? Like peace, like grace. And Dean's yeah. making fun of him. 
<laughs> yeah, Dean says, okay, ecstasy boy. Maybe we'll get you some glow sticks and a nice Dr. Seuss hat. Um, and Sam it's looks interesting so happy that... about it. Like, he's so yeah. mm -hmm, grateful to be part of this, like, higher purpose. Because he's so worried yeah, and it's... throughout the season, right? He's scared of what he might turn into. And he is grateful for the chance to prove himself to a higher benevolent power. Like, he wants to be good in, like, a religious, spiritual sense. He wants to be morally good. And if, you know, an angel wants him to stop a bad guy, that's his job anyway. Of course he's going to listen to it. Yeah, and it's so interesting, too, when we learn that, yeah, this is just a ghost, that, like, this feeling still hit Sam in that way. Um, like, a, the ghost obviously has power, but a lot of it is inward also, or, like, what the people, like, want to be able to put their, like, faith in. Another spoiler warning, skip ahead about 30 seconds. Also makes me crazy. I guess this is also vague spoilers. Or not so vague. It's the same spoilers as before. Um, where Dean says, you were personally chosen to smite some mm -hmm. sinner. Like, this idea that being singled out by divine providence is absurd. And then season four is like, actually, guess what? It's <laughs> good. Uh, Sam's telling him about uh, how the angel hasn't... The, the angel's intended... Uh, Mark hasn't done anything yet, but he will. And Dean's like, oh, well, this, I don't yeah. believe this, which is really good. I don't believe this. That's exactly what's happening here. Sam's going to. And then Dean pulls the, you're going to do something bad. Maybe I should stop you yeah. card, which is, of course, the heart of this oh, issue yeah. here, where Sam is being sent to proactively, preventatively kill somebody. And that's what Dean's job is. But he was given this job by their dad, who is not. I just got to say, like these are a fascinating pair of episodes to be back to back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wanted to mention when Dean learns that Sam saw it, he offers him a drink. And Sam's like, I don't want a drink, uh, which later after mm -hmm. they learn that it wasn't an angel, Dean offers him a drink and he takes it, which I feel like is a nice parallel. Um, yeah. yeah, the show is capable of being deliberate about yeah. alcohol usage. I like how Sam says, maybe we're hunting an angel here and we mm -hmm. should stop. Cut to season four. <laughs> um, and also this is the, uh, anyway. I can't remember. It was so long ago that one of you mentioned this, but this is where we learned that, uh, Dean, this is where we learned that their mom used to tell Dean that angels were watching over them in their sleep. And it's the last thing she ever said to Dean. Yeah, and once again, Sam goes, you never yeah. told me that. <laughs> we know Sam. And then Dean says... Yeah, also Dean says that he's sure faith makes things easier for mm -hmm. Sam, which is really interesting phrasing. And then the... Um, but yeah, angels angels were watching over us, but of course, Dean says she was wrong. There was nothing protecting her. There's no... Here's the line. There was no higher power. There's no God. I mean, there's just chaos and violence and random unpredictable evil that comes out of nowhere and rips you to shreds. You want me to believe in this stuff? I'm going to need some hard proof. You got any? Pause. Well, I do. Proof that we're dealing with a spirit. Which is incredibly yeah. sad, but also he doesn't know. He doesn't, he know. doesn't know. He doesn't know. Hmm. Head in my hands. It's so good. This, this this scene is so, so good for, like, the rest of the show. Like, it's yeah. good within the episode, but it's also, like, he's going to have so much proof. I'm so happy and so fucking sad. Mm 
Anyway, the angel doesn't have, or the the angel, the ghost doesn't have Sam enough for uh, him to disagree with doing the seance. Uh, and they go, they go get their, um, they go do their occult grocery shopping, and they buy a SpongeBob placemat, <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah. Yes, I think very two thousand. I know I've said this a couple times before, but um, this is one of the first times where they do an actual magical ritual there's a black candle there's a prayer mat or an altar cloth like the the witchy stuff is all there um yeah and i don't know how seances are actually conducted usually i don't know if there's a black candle involved i would imagine there's lots of different ways but the i am always taking note of when dean and sam do witchy shit uh, note it. for next episode. Um, so, so Sam sees like that he like the guy he has to stop, uh, and Sam's like, "Let me go do it." Uh, and Dean's like, "You're not gonna go kill somebody because a ghost told you? Are you insane?" And Sam says, "Dean, I'm not insane. I'm not gonna kill him. I'm gonna stop him." Thinking emoji. <laughs> <sighs> Posts that make me go. Hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting that like. I don't know. It, it's they're so used to getting in the car together. Uh, like it, it felt, it felt like a big deal that Dean locks his side of the door. Like the way we've talked about the Impala mm-hmm. as like yeah. how important it is to like the two characters, particularly to Dean. But like it's how they get around. It's like there's a lot of stuff of like stealing the Impala from each other. Um, or I get like it's Dean's Impala, but you know. Um, it's basically their home because they don't have one. Like the Impala is the yeah. only thing they own that is like a thing with doors and a roof, and so D- Dean locking him out of it, it feels very uh, like locking someone out of their own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean John kicked Sam yeah. out of the house for not doing what he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. quote unquote supposed to do, and so Dean not letting Sam back in the car because he's scared of what Sam will do. Yeah. Hmm. Knowing what we know about that's, John and uh, Sam now. It's good um tie in. Hmm. Anyway, um the transcript for the seance mentions specifies that the placemat is in fact SpongeBob uh-huh. upside down. <laughs> uh they refer to getting their spell stuff uh in this sort of slapdash way as going pretty ghetto, which yeah. is not great. That's that's no. like no, it's that's odd slang like in a big way like everyone said that all the time. Not that it excuses mm-hmm. it. It's just like yeah, that's the era the show is made in. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was very familiar in that way. <laughs> um, I mentioned not this, good. I but... mentioned this in my synopsis, but I want to reiterate that Gene um, refers to knowing for sure as a perk of the job, meaning that they don't mm-hmm. have to operate on faith. Uh, which, compared to the last time he talks about a perk of the job, he was talking about his gun. Uh, so the, the like kind of equation of <laughs> weaponry and mm, certainty, yeah. something makes my brain vibrate very fast. Well, and like that's part of the, the parallels to Gordon, right? Of like the idea of being sure mm-hmm. and yeah, the black and white. Yeah. Like, the perks of the job are that you can know for sure whether something is good or bad, yep. and then you can kill it. Speaking of knowing <laughs> things, we get the seance, and Sam's, like, it's just Father Gregory is so sad. It's like, he had so much hope that the seance yeah. wouldn't work. Uh, and then Father Gregory shows up, and he's like, oh, Dean was right. This is going to make me insane <laughs> when we get to seasons four and five. 
Mm-hmm. Just thinking yeah, about the it. The way the candles flare. Oh yes. I love. I just shout out to the transcript for saying, uh, the the bright glow dims and coalesces to reveal a young, handsome priest. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, Father Gregory kind of- Yeah, he is. Eyes emoji. <laughs> and the transcript's yeah. right, I just think it's funny. No, it is very funny. And speaking of funny, when Father Reynolds finds him, Sam's like, oh, please, I can explain. Um, actually, maybe I can't. Classic. Uh-huh. It's like, if it, and this is where he's like, it, if it's, uh- Based it's it's rich, rights, it's based yeah. on an early Christian yeah. Um, there's also like, I feel like the perfect adjective for Father Gregory is beatific. Like he just has this like serene, uh, vibe about him. It's like I've come to answer your prayers, uh, yeah. which I really like. Good work from the actor here. Yeah, he's very like, he is very angelic. Yeah. like in the way you know, mortals can be, I guess, um, where he's, like, less of the be not afraid and more of the, like, I'm, I'm answering your prayers. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And the way, like, he's he says, I... very much what, like, the Christian idea of, like, an angel visited me looks like. He's, yeah. like, surrounded by this white mm-hmm. glow. He's just a nice young man. He's, you know, visually indistinguishable from a person, except that he carries this kind of, like, sense of power with him. It's cool. Mm-hmm. In the line where he says, I was a man, but now I'm an angel. I was on the steps of the church, and I felt that bullet pierce right through me, but there was no pain, and suddenly I could see everything. Father Reynolds, I saw you praying and crying here. I came to help you. Very good. And also completely goes against everything we know about how ghosts are made based on episode one of season two, where he talks to the Reaper. <laughs> Apparently the Reaper ignored this one, and he just went straight into being a ghost. I don't know. Well, I think it's because uh, he didn't get administered his last rites, so his yeah. spirit was not "quote unquote" allowed to be at rest. Which is weird. Like this Dean didn't get strange a strange little like. Um... Well, I think it's because like I feel like, and this is probably a breach, but I feel like it kind of depends on the individual's beliefs. Mm. Yeah, otherwise... I was gonna say like it, it's yeah. not saying. I mean, I I would like to believe that it's not saying that. You know, you have to actually have Christian last rites done before your soul can move on. So in this yeah. case, because that's what he believed his soul needed. Fair enough. That's what it needed. Yeah. In the same way that he believed, like, he was haunting the church and he heard Father Reynolds praying for deliverance, then he was like, oh, that must be what I'm here for. Like, yeah, I think fair in enough. that way it's very subjective. I like he that reading. He also name drops us. He says he, he received does. the word of God. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also really good lighting in this scene. Um, like, it looks very cool. Yeah. Sam is I like of, this, like, like church catacomb. He's glowing from behind. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Sam looks pretty in this episode. Yeah. This conversation between Father Gregory and Father Reynolds is really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Father Reynolds being like, how can you call this redemption? Uh, Father Gregory says, you can't understand it now. The rules of man and the rules of God are two very different things. Hmm. Hmm. Like murder is illegal. But in this case, he's saying that even though it's, you know, outlawed by humanity, it is morally correct. But, and not to say that the law is is automatically moral, but um, Father Reynolds points out that Thou shalt not kill is also a word of God. Yeah. And this is vengeance, and, yep. which is wrong, and goes against everything you believed. You're lost, misguided, and Gregory insists that he's not. And Father Reynolds says men cannot be angels. 
This uh, this church, by the way, is St. Andrew's Wesley Church uh, on Nelson Street in Vancouver. Uh, it's a real nice building. Cool. Uh, Father, Father, Father Gregory's line, some people need redemption, don't they, Sam? Yeah. <sighs> this compared to next episode. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I obviously, this, okay, so this makes me think that Father Gregory is picking up on people's own want to be redeemed or to, like, have purpose or to, like, in quote-unquote, like, repent for what the wrongs they've committed because Sam so yeah. badly wants to not be the evil person he's sure he's destined to be. He wants to quote unquote repent for the evils he hasn't even committed yet. So that makes me wonder if Gloria and Zach were kind of in a similar boat where they had done Probably, something right? that they regret and they wanted to repent for it. And so father Gregory picked up on that and kind of like, targeted that and the way we've seen ghosts before is they are often very responsive toward a thing that is like important to them in some way or like tied up in the mm -hmm. ritual surrounding them like bloody mary responding to like the ritual that summons her for example so that fits for me of like father uh gregory as a ghost is like responding to what he feels in people he might mm -hmm. even be responding directly to prayer. Like yeah. Sam does pray every yeah. day. Father Reynolds has been praying. Maybe well, he's yeah, and he responded to Father Reynolds, yeah. On them the way that an angel would, even though he's a, a misguided spirit. Yeah, I think, you know, like, that's, you're probably right in that, like, that's text, basically. It's like he heard uh, Father Reynolds praying. Which, even if he just heard it because he was proximate, because he was just haunting the area, um, but, like, that's still... That's still reaching out emotionally, yeah. which is pretty much all prayer is, and ghosts respond to emotion. So in that way, <laughs> um, they can okay. pick up on that sort of thing. There's an incredible joke in the transcript. Shoutouts to whoever wrote this transcript. <laughs> oh, yeah. The entire time, it's been, calling, it's been calling this, like, uh, this the guy who, attacks guy who does a sexual assault. Uh, it's been calling him supposedly evil, and then when he does the thing, the transcript crosses out supposedly. Uh, really it says, good. supposedly cross out evil young man, and then from there on, he's referred to as evil young man. It's a really good joke. That's really good. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to... Yeah, uh, shout outs. Yeah. Um, on that note, while we're back with Dean, um... There's a, like, while he's pulling out, I actually saw Jackals check his mirrors, and I was like, good, he's actually driving. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just satisfying. Uh, what was my other note? Oh, there's, like, this honk that he does, and then he, like, leaps over the hood of his car to go to her, and she says, thank God, which is really good. Um, I like when yeah, the she's like reference religion in religious episodes. Yeah, she's also, like, cry laughing, which felt like a very, like, real trauma response in a way that mm -hmm. startled me. No, yeah, she is hysterical. Um, yeah, I don't know if she's cry laughing or if she's just hyperventilating, but, like, either way, she is not, like, reacting in the way you expect, so it's very surprising and jarring, um, and it's really good. Yeah, at, at, at like, um... It's 3333 33 is the timestamp. She's like grinning and like angel number. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's just I I it, I noticed that small details like, "Oh, that's 
that feels a lot more real than the way a lot of like especially uh this style of tv like bit character plays being traumatized mm-hmm. this is interesting to me yeah um let me go back to sam who is in the middle of trying to pleading eyes a spirit into dying <laughs> like father gregory is like confused about the fact that he's a ghost you know and sam's like let us help you with like his giant puppy dog eyes that always work he's like mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. please die and it works <laughs> it does <laughs> uh, and then father reynolds performs the last rites uh, which is one of the few times that jesus is actually mentioned in the show because he says i call upon thee as a servant of christ mm. um, he also mentions Raphael. Yeah. Master of Error to open, make open the way. Mm-hmm. Was the cool line. I don't know um, if that's like a thing people say when giving last rites in general, but it was a cool line. Yeah, no, it was really cool. The, there's like a very short angelic chorus, like all behind it, as like Father Reynolds, mm-hmm. sorry, Father Gregory disappears. Um, it's like it's almost funny how short the chorus is because like it's it's like maybe a note. <laughs> Um, and then we cut back to Dean. So I googled this phrase, uh, and it's like fully a supernatural thing. Like I, the, <laughs> but the only other thing that I've seen it showed up in is there's a book, and I won't call out this book. People could do their own research if they want to. But there's a book in the Google search results for this book. It says a character is saying, "Please do the last rites for me," and then some another character says, "I call upon the great archangel Raphael, master of the air, to open the way." It's like this person just took this line from Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Or Sarah Gamble oh, took no. it from this book. I don't no, think so. No, this book was written in 2021. Neil... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, dear. oh, no. Do your own research, kids. I mean, maybe it might also be an intentional reference. It's, it's but... the exact quote. Yeah, it's the exact it quote. It continues, uh-huh. though. Did they continue making up their own class <laughs> rights? All right. And moving this on. It's so funny because, like, there's probably actual last rites that exist. Uh-huh. What do you mean probably? Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything there. about anything. I like I I I'm not gonna make any broad sweeping assumptions about Catholicism. The 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 prayer in Catholicism is called uh the com there are two. It's the commendation of the dying and prayers for the dead. Um the commendation of the dying goes uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I commend you, my dear brother slash sister, to Almighty God, and trust you to your Creator. May you return to him who formed you from the dust of the earth. May Holy Mary, the angels, and the saints come to meet you as you go forth from this life, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, that's so not... weird that they didn't use that. Was that like yeah. Sarah Gamble refused know, to research so Christianity? Weird. Like, that one mentions well, angels. I think that they wanted to just use, a, use an angel here. But in that order one says angels. What? But that one says the word angels in it. This one's like Yeah, a but but it doesn't one. have a specific angel name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't guess know. So. Who knows? It's also so a lot longer Gamble, than answers. the like two sentences that Father Reynolds says. Maybe they just <laughs> couldn't do it cuz it to cut for time. Um anyway, can we talk about God killing this guy? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Uh, Literally so, so like gory. This pickup truck carrying like long metal pipes that basically tries to avoid a crash and like short stops and a pipe spins out and like bounces and goes straight through the windshield and impales him which is very cool and looks like the painting of michael yeah it's a spear yeah 
Mm-hmm. A holy spear. And then yeah, actually, maybe it's Michael killing this guy and that guy. Holy, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the car car chase scene has nice little new. Yeah, it's a good car chase. Yeah, <laughs> the Doppler. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Doppler effect. Yeah. New. New. <laughs> um, I don't know how to feel about this. This is wild to me. Yeah. It's it's a so lot unaddressed. For sure. It's nice. It's so unaddressed. It's got that ambiguity that we can kind of sit in in a way that works better than Croatoan did. Yes. Yeah. Because there is plausible deniability here. Maybe it really just was a coincidence. Nothing supernatural had to have happened in order for this guy to die in a car accident. But it's a very weird car accident. So, like, it mm-hmm. it implies more, but it doesn't necessitate more the way Croatoan did. People don't just vanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes freaky shit happens. People pick up cars with their own hands, you know, things like that. People survive getting struck by lightning 32 times. Weird shit happens. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that it's just weird shit happening. Or maybe maybe the Reaper was like, actually, fuck this guy. <laughs> and did it. Uh, in the yeah, same I scene don't know. that Dean takes, you know, gives Sam the flask, as has been pointed out, I think he also takes off his John jacket. Oh, wait a second. Which Before I don't, we move on. I don't, I don't I, know what to say about that, but it, like, it feels significant that he took off the jacket there. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice that. That's interesting. I, you know what? Because he's he's leaning more into his merry side. Because now he does believe maybe a little bit in angels. Mm-hmm. So he's setting aside the mantle of his father in order to take up the belief of his mother. That's a cool. Or he like just that. took off the jacket because he was hot. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or it was just a coincidence that this guy died. I just want to talk about the fact that okay, first of all. I know who God is in Supernatural because I know a bunch of stuff about the final season because I never thought I'd watch this TV show before we decided to do this podcast. So, like, this also kind of colors my reading of this scene. Um, But, like, in general, I, I have a dislike for this style of thing when it comes to talking about, uh, like, religion and god working in mysterious ways etc 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 because it's so arbitrary it's like why this guy like of all the people in the world who do terrible things why this guy is it just because our protagonists needed to see something happen Uh, i don't know it's just a thing that i have like a personal dislike toward Uh, i don't even i'm not even saying it's bad it just like rubs me the wrong way i guess i don't know yeah, that's fair. It's weird because in Supernatural, like, the protagonist disorder is literally canonical. Like, yeah. again, spoilers for well, this is seasons, This is what I mean of, like, the, it's... The fact that, like, our main characters are the main characters of the world. Like, it, it's not just, oh, things happen to happen here then. They really are part of God's story at the center of it. Yeah. So, like, it is possible that things happen around them because it's them. But, like, it's lazy to kind of make everything about them. Yeah. And it's like that idea bothers me as a leftist, but like that's fine. Like that's what the show is, and like knowing that and knowing knowing about God in this setting, it makes me like not really grumpy with this scene in specific for this show. But it is like a writing thing in general that I like have a distaste for. I guess that I wanted to mention that. Yeah, Sam is really sad in this scene while they're um, recapping. Uh, knocking also on knocking heaven's on heaven's door. Heaven's door. Yeah. Hey, same yeah. brain cell. <laughs> it's really good. It's good music uh, choice. Yeah, that's probably my favorite Bob Dylan song. 
the transcript says that it starts with the Bob Dylan version and then kind of Eric Clapton's version enters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Sure. It's good. Uh, Sam says he wanted to believe so badly. It's so damn hard to do this. What we do, you're all alone, you know? And there's so much evil out there in the world, Dean. I feel like I could drown in it. And when I think about my destiny, when I think about how I could end up, oof. And Dean says, yeah, well, I'm watching out for you. And Sam says, yeah, I know you are, but you're just one person, Dean. And I needed to think that there was something else watching too, you know, some higher power, some greater good. And that maybe, like, trails off. And Dean says, maybe what? And Sam says, maybe I could be saved, which makes me so sad. He just wants something bigger than his big brother to care about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I gotta mention this use of Knocking on Heaven's Door, because Knocking on Heaven's not. Mm. Knocking on Heaven's Door was written for the movie Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Uh, it's about like the death of um of uh, a lawman named Slim Pickens. Um, and the the line for the boys specifically thinking about it is like first of all the song is about death. Uh, second of all, it's about like letting go of your responsibility upon your death like the lion like put my guns in the ground i can't shoot them anymore feels so relevant to the boys like the song is very on the nose in that way uh but it's like a lot like the theme of the song is a lot about um the conversation the reaper has with dean in season one of like you were a soldier like fighting this war but it's time to like put your quote-unquote gun and badge away like, it's time to rest now. It also applies really well to Father Gregory, who's still it's... trying to do his priestly duty of redeeming people in an extremely violent, misguided mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Even though he is dead. It was a good song choice. And then as Dean says uh, that he, he wouldn't have believed how this guy died if he didn't see it himself, uh, Sam is asking, like, did you? And, like, my notes say dark ding because I was not impressed. But uh, Dean says that it was maybe God's will, which is the end of the episode. And yeah. then my notes Cut to credits. Into like, let's see, this is six capital A's is the end of my notes. <laughs> Good episode. Um, brief uh, actor fact. There's no none for next um, uh, next episode because uh, there wasn't really anything interesting. But uh, the woman who plays Gloria um is in a whole bunch of things. Uh, she's like a a voice actor. Um, that's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, she has she's like minor parts in Stargate Atlantis, Battlestar Galactica. Um, she's in like Dead Rising and uh, Cabin in the Woods and Fringe, and uh, she plays She Hulk in Ultimate Wolverine versus She Hulk. Uh, she's Emma Frost in Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Uh, she's in a bunch of Lego stuff. She's in the Eternals show, uh, just like loads and loads of things. Uh, so shout outs to her. She's in Ninjago, Ninjago. I don't know how you say that. Ninjago. Uh, and also, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Van Helsing and Charmed. Oh, she's in Pacific Rim too. It's like bit parts and everything, but she's in all sorts of things. Okay. Are we taking our break here? Yep. (sighs) Yep. All right. I'm going to grab food. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a break here. Uh, after the break, we will talk about episode 14, Born a Very Bad Son.
Episode 14, Born Under a Bad Sign, is written by Catherine Humphreys. Uh, we open on Dean under an overpass, calling Ellen, asking if she's seen Sam, who's been missing, uh, and he doesn't know why. Uh, Sam then calls him, and while we don't hear the call from uh, Sam's perspective, it seems like he's in trouble, uh, and then we get a shot of him and his knuckles are all bloody. Uh, Dean guns it in the Impala to the town he is in called Twin Lakes uh, and finds him in his motel room. Uh, he is all covered in blood and he doesn't remember anything. Cue title. Dean does some off-screen investigating and discovers that Sam checked into this motel two days ago under the name of a Bon Jovi band member and teases him for it. Uh, no one's noticed anything weird. Sam's worried he's hurt someone and that this is what Dad warned about. But uh, Dean tries to be chill. The last thing Sam remembers was the two of them in West Texas a week ago, which is a lot of empty time. It was unclear to me whether Sam's been missing for a whole week or whether he blacked out before that. I, I don't know. It's like the show skims over a bunch of like what Dean was doing in this entire previous week. But based on what we learn at the end, like, I guess I guess he's been missing for a week. Um, that's a long time to be missing. Dean does say that he's called him a thousand times, which is a lot yeah. of times to call someone if it's not been a whole week. I think it is implied. That's true. Yeah, anyway, uh, the manager of the motel said Sam left yesterday afternoon and was never seen back, uh, and they find a blood stain on the window, implying that Sam came in through the window. Uh, they walk around a bit, uh, outside, like, in the streets, until Sam finds a storage unit that feels familiar to him. Uh, he has the key for it. Uh, inside is a very old car uh, with blood on the steering wheel and a knife in the back seat. Uh, also, there are cigarettes, and Sam doesn't smoke. Um, and they find a receipt that leads them to a gas station a few towns over. Uh, at the gas station, they learn that Sam came in stone drunk the other day, uh, drank some alcohol without paying, chucked the bottle at the cashier's head. Uh, this cashier is very grumpy about this, fairly. Um, also, he started smoking, so, like, someone saw Sam smoking, which is a thing he doesn't do. Um, Dean bribes him for directions to figure out where Sam went. Uh, they drive until nightfall, and then Sam knows where to stop. I find a house with a security camera out front, uh, which has had its power cut and its windows smashed and the interior all fucked up. Uh, there's a dead guy inside. Sam thinks he did it. Dean tries to make excuses for him. Uh, and then they discover this guy's gun cache and murder board. He was a hunter. And they go watch his security footage, and they see Sam murder him. Oh, dear. Yay. Uh, we cut to Sam reading this guy's mail, which is a letter from his daughter, which is very sad. Uh, he's feeling very guilty while Dean is desperately trying to clean up and hide their traces. Dean then smashes the shit out of this guy's computer, uh, destroying <laughs> the security camera footage. He just, like, stomps it all over the ground. Back at the motel, Dean tries to get Sam to snap out of it and chill out, but Sam is not having it. Uh, he reveals that he's been having feelings of hate and rage for the past few weeks. Um, Dean's mad at him for never telling him about this. Uh, Sam's terrified he's becoming a monster and wants Dean to kill him. Uh, Dean obviously doesn't want to do this. He would rather die. Uh, and so Sam just knocks him out. The manager wakes Dean up from being passed out on the floor because it's past his checkout. He learns uh, from the manager Sam left at dawn with the Impala. Uh, Dean bribes him for his phone and computer and calls the cell phone people to use the GPS to track him and finds he went to Minnesota, which is very smart of him to do. We cut to Sam in Minnesota, and uh-oh, it's Joe. 
Uh, she's working at a different roadhouse. Sam says he came here to square things with her, and as he does, he takes off his jacket. And we and Joe see that he has some kind of brand on his arm. He apologizes to her about John and says that that's not who he is, though. Uh, and then suddenly gets really aggressive and like calls her out for having a crush on Dean. Says Dean sees her like a little sister. Starts be like creepily flirting with her, and then when she tells him to leave, he assaults her and knocks her out. Uh, she wakes up tied up. Sam threatens her with a knife and wants to know the story about how her dad died. Uh, the whole time he's stroking her face with a knife and it's very bad and creepy. Um, also Sam calls their dad John in this scene, which is notable. Uh, she tells the story. Uh, we basically already know it. Bill was bait. John jumped out too soon. Bill got killed. However, Sam says that's not how it happened. It didn't kill him. It like eviscerated him. His guts came out. Uh, and he was dying, and so John put him down, uh, which Joe is not happy to hear, and like asks why he's doing this, and Sam says, she's bait, and then Dean bursts in. Sam appears to get lucid for a moment and tells Dean to kill him, uh, and that he can't stop it, and he's worried he's going to kill Joe. Uh, Dean can't shoot him, and instead splashes him with holy water, and yeah, here we learn that he's been possessed by a demon this whole time. Uh, even presumably when he was acting normally, uh, cause he was trying to trick Dean into killing him or the demon was trying to trick Dean into killing Sam. Um, Sam dives out the window, uh, call back to me talking about the various, the, how variable the breakability of glass is in Supernatural. Uh, Dean frees Joe, goes after him, hunts him through this big warehouse, uh, Dean learns the demon's been in Sam since he killed the guy. Of course, uh, this whole thing was a test. The demon was trying to get him to kill Sam. Uh, he also says he's going to use Sam uh, to kill as many hunters as he can. Um, well, I guess not he. <laughs> when I wrote this down, I didn't know who this demon was. Uh, it's sort of demon gender is unclear. We'll talk about this later. Uh, Dean follows him out of the warehouse to the docks, uh, and then Sam shoots him, and he falls into the water. Uh, we cut to Joe looking for Dean, who hears his ringtone, um, and he's just washed up and is fine. Uh, it's very silly. His phone survived the water. Joe fishes the bullet out of his arm and fixes him up. Uh, Dean knows Sam's going after the nearest hunter. Uh, Joe wants to come with him, but Dean won't let her. She's mad, but lets him go anyway. Um, and then we learn that the hunter Sam has gone after is Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Invites Sam in and gets him a beer and is a genius and may always spike his beer with holy water. It's unclear. Maybe he just was suspicious about Sam in particular right now. But either way, it rules. Um, yeah, he did show up without Dean. It's true. Uh, Bobby's also a paranoid. Yes, I also like the idea so that Bobby just alive. mixes holy water into all of his beer. Uh, fairness, anyway, he does, he does say it's not a lot. Like. Normal people yeah. wouldn't notice that. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little it's bit. Like he's just, just a little sprinkle. Beer. It's just a little yeah. bit. Uh, anyway, he knocks Sam out, uh, and Sam wakes up trapped under a devil's trap uh, in front of Dean and Bobby. Uh, they start to exercise him. Um, <laughs> Dean threatens to kill every demon here, which is very Doomslayer of him. Uh, during the exorcism, the demon reveals that, uh, that like, the demon reveals that uh, the master plan doesn't matter um and the exorcism doesn't work uh and the brand is a binding that keeps the demon locked inside sam uh some magic happens uh like 
Sam chants this ritual that starts or, or this incantation that wrecks the inside of Bobby's house and breaks the devil's trap. Uh, and then he brain blasts them back and gets free. Uh, Sam starts beating the shit out of Dean and talks about how much he hates hell. Uh, and then, yeah, it, we, it reveals that it's been Meg inside of him. Uh, I've been using he, him pronouns because that's Sam's pronouns. But I like, again, we'll talk about demon gender, I guess. Um, and, uh, Meg through Sam taunts Dean, uh, and then Bobby, the genius uses a brand to break the mark on Sam's arm, freeing him and exercising Meg. Uh, in the Denuma, Bobby tells them about Steve, the guy Sam killed, uh, Dean lies about. Uh, whether or not they had anything to do with that. Uh, Bobby knows, but he doesn't press it and warns them about Steve's buddies. Uh, he then gives them these charms to fend off possession, which, why did they not have these before? Because John is an idiot and Bobby is competent. Yeah. But Bobby could have given them to him before. <laughs> I don't know. Not John. He doesn't hate... He hates John. No, but I mean, they've been to... But they, like... Bobby, they've dealt with demons in relation to Bobby before at the end of the previous season. I feel like he should have handed those out then. It doesn't matter. Uh, the boys drive away. Uh, Sam talks about his feelings. He saw himself killing Steve, which was, like, fucked him up. Uh, he asks why Dean didn't kill him. Dean says, it's a last resort. If he can save Sam, he'll save him. End of episode. Whew. What an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, technically they make a sex joke and then it's the end of the episode. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's that's true. Dean's like, <laughs> you had a girl inside you this whole time. Dean's Which, like, again, I, pegged. I don't know whether that's true. I don't know if demons have gender or if it, like, matters yeah, to it's them. It's just like the demon that you met while it was possessing yeah. the girl the first time you saw them. I will uh, say, this... with regard to Meg yeah. the demon, um, I have... I reasonably, I think there's reason enough to assume that she at least, and I use she, her pronouns because of things that happen later okay. in the show. Um, and just because of like how things, just because of like, because I know her character in its entirety. Yeah. Um, I have reason to believe that she, sorry, minor spoilers. <laughs> most demons used to be people. Oh. Um, demons are what happens when, a person stays in hell too long. Huh. Which is forever. Um, and then, so, I have reason to believe that Meg was at least at one point or another a woman, or now identifies as a woman, or I, like, at yeah. least identifies with woman meat suits, yeah. or whatever. Prefers to choose, you know, female-presenting vessels. Yeah. Yeah. More often than not. And she seems to identify herself as a woman. Um, so... Just to, to ease that, to ease your mind a little bit. And she is always called Meg, um, even though the name of yeah. her... Yeah, Meg was the name of the first vessel because... we met her in. But she does refer to her, like, we do refer to her as Meg from that point on. Yeah, and she refers to herself We don't get well. another name for Meg. It's not like, oh, Meg and... Yeah, and like, this know, is your demon name. Demon name. It's just, yeah. her name she is Meg. She does say she has many yeah. names. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't give any of them out. She says, I got lots of names, and she says... Uh, when Dean realizes that this is Meg Demon, he says, no, now I'm Sam, which is a really good line and fascinating yeah. implications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to ease some confusion. Thumbs up. Because yeah. I wrote this last night and I was like, I forgot to go. Like, I wasn't sure if I should go back and change it, or like, but I also didn't want to spoil in the synopsis. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. No, I think it... we handled it okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, in future, we're just going to continue referring to this demon as Meg and using she, her pronouns for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Are we going chronologically? chronologically yeah. Uh, so I watched the recap, um, and it was just—it was too. pretty good. Just like here's what's gonna be in this episode, you know, Joe and demons and memories of John, and big Sam plot things, and then like it ends on the line, you know, if you're not careful, you will have to waste me, which is a really good line for this episode to start with. Yep. Also, it's using mm. waste again. Call back to uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> which episode is it where they keep using slang like that? Croatoan, thank you. Another demon episode. I was sort of glad I didn't watch the intro because this all like for a bunch of it, I was like, oh, is this sa- is this like the thing? Uh, which the show is trying to make you think, obviously. Um, but no, it's just a demon possession. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean is so sad in the cold open when he's on the phone. With yeah, him, he he's really looks frantic. So fucking sad. He says it's like looking for his dad all over again, which makes yeah. Me he's so alone and just mm. searching for his family again. Literally. And then he's, like, speeding to get to Sam, which is really good contrast, because, like, everything Dean is doing in this moment is, like, super frantic and fast-paced, and, like, he's taking corners really fast and running down halls and whatever, and Sam is just sitting there very still. Like, he's yeah. just yeah. not moving. He's scared. He, I mean, he's probably faking, because it's still Meg doing this through him, but he's acting as though he's you know afraid of himself and not going he like he's scared to even move in case he does something else it's really good mm-hmm. i also really like the trope of like it's not my blood yeah yeah um the whole the whole first like third half of the episode where they're like retracing sam's steps is really it's fun great. i love a yeah good, like mm-hmm. i woke up without any memory of what i did last night i, I need to know what happened there is an episode like that very, 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 very far in the future. That's uh, that same kind of trope, and it's very fun. Um, except usually it's like, oh, I drank too much, or I got drugged mm-hmm. or something. But no, this time Sam was possessed and was going on a murder spree. But it was still fun to like retrace the steps and then like going to the gas station and being like walking in and being like, hey, get out. Like it's, I always yeah. love that sort of stuff. Um, I like yeah. how Dean is obviously clearly scared and nervous about whatever this was while they're trying to investigate and so dean finds out that sam checked in under the name richard sambora and makes a joke about how the scariest part about this whole thing is the fact that you're a bon jovi fan and sam's like dean like this is not the time he doesn't want to be made feel to feel better he's scared he might have done something awful yeah Mm. poor little meow meow sam says what you know what the hell happened how did I get here, whatever, and Dean says, I don't know, but you're okay, and that's what matters, everything else we can deal with, classic Dean, and Sam says, really, because what if I hurt someone, or worse, what if this is what Dad warned you about, and Dean's like, no, come on, we're just gonna treat this like any other job, as if you could possibly treat this like any other job. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to note, we're, uh, we're in my hometown again, um, the, the bridge Dean is standing under is the Queensboro Bridge, uh, leading out of Richmond into New Westminster. Uh, I, we drive over it all the time. Uh, and the, like, shipyard, warehouse, dock area at the end of the episode, uh, is Britannia Heritage Shipyards on Railway in Richmond. Which I just thought was fun. I was like, oh, I recognize a bunch of the locations that the boys are in this show. You could go on a supernatural field trip. Yeah, I could. It'd be really easy. Mm-hmm. You could go on a bike ride. I could. 
I mean, uh, a bunch of it's in like Vancouver or like out in the in, like a little ways into the interior. Like some of some of them are like a couple hours drive away. But yeah, you could definitely do like a supernatural tour of like the Vancouver area in like probably a couple days. Mm-hmm. Dean gets to have his little detective moment where he spots Sam's bloody fingerprints on the window. Uh, they're they're yeah. wearing three shirts each in this scene, which is not unusual for them. It's just it looks so funny. Like they're not even in a jacket, but it must be cold because they're wearing a t-shirt and then uh-huh. a flan- like oh, and then another layer and then a flannel, like transcoded up. That's good. They're all bundled up. they This is such. I once again I am using my old salt to to comment that this is a meme in the fandom as well. Um, oh yeah, I mentioned this. The and Winchesters like, and their the dozens of layers. The fic I wrote in 2015 <laughs> and mentioned that. <laughs> we probably mentioned it in one of the fics we wrote in 2021, Emma. Shut up. To be fair. Um, yeah. The the I don't know if it's actually like as big of a thing as the fandom makes it seem, but literally like it was a, it was a meme along with the magic fingers and mm-hmm. the single man tear mm-hmm. i like dean being a little car snob where they find the like beat up beetle and dean says oh please tell me you didn't steal this <laughs> like priority uh-huh. scene <sighs> literally it's cute and then sam like touches the disgustingly bloody steering wheel and like holds out his fingers and goes more blood like yeah no shit what'd you think it was chocolate syrup (laughs) literally it's so funny it's the same thing as like when they poke the sulfur like we know what it is you don't need to poke it you're just getting your hands you don't need to touch it especially because then you want to wipe your fingerprints like you just put more fingerprints yeah, Sam, like, when they discover the knife, Sam, like, really panicked, yeah. like, starts wiping the hilt of it, and it's like, your fingerprints are all over this car now. Yeah, it's like... Just because you got it off the murder weapon, you have long, luscious hair. There's yeah, hair and they don't do anything about this car. No. They just leave it there, I guess. I mean, it'll probably get discovered by the hunters um, who are investigating the guy's death, but they don't have access to DNA stuff. Presumably, they yeah. might. They could have that somebody fit in, into like some like they could have a contact. Well, and also the, the boys, dream, the though. boys break into like cop offices to look at their information all the time. Yeah. These hunters could pose as cops to get in to use the labs. Yeah, that's these true. hunters could do the same thing. Um, I love this gas station attendant. Yeah, he's yeah, really he's funny. He's he's very funny. The the line, what am I speaking Urdu is, is incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell your story, then, walking pal. Popo will be here in five. Yes. Yeah. And as he's like reciting this story, Dean keeps going, This guy? Yeah. Like <laughs> And then when he talks about smoking, he's like, Wait, you saw him smoking? And he goes, Yeah, yeah guys, guys, the guys, the chimney. guys the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh the and he, he even good. like gets <laughs> He uh he even hustles to get more money out of Dean. It's gets great. a bigger yeah. bribe. Uh the guy says, "Why don't you ask him?" meaning Sam, and Dean says, "Cuz I'm asking you. Now please you'd be doing me a huge favor." And the clerk says, "Oh, do you a favor? Well, that is what I live for." <laughs> I it's love so it. Good. He's such a sarcastic, tired retail worker. It's really good. Literally. It's so good. Uh, and then after, Dean's like, throwing bottles at people and smoking sounds more like me than you, which I, I don't think Dean smokes. 
We've never seen no, Dean smoke. Smokes, I think he probably did. <laughs> That's head like cannon. You know, like he probably yeah. was a smoker, but I don't think he does now. Alcohol yeah. is his vice. And sex and, and violence. So, yeah, that's and <laughs> that's an episode. I also like how Dean grabs some candy bars on the way out. He's like, You made me pay he for does. them, I'm gonna take these. It's good. It's really good. Um then they go to the house, right? Yeah. I like this hunter house. Yeah. Um I mm-hmm. like how Dean says you'd think a place like this would have an alarm because which episode was it where you said that something like that? But it wasn't addressed, and this time it is, where Sam disabled the mm. alarm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam possessed. Disabled the alarm. Meg disabled the alarm. Yeah. Meg excla- exclamation point Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's fingers disabled the alarm. So Meg. Meg some. Dean, like, kicks the dead body when they find it. It's Meg. Like, what was your plan there? You're just gonna kick him? He's dead. Yeah, see if he would wake up. <laughs> By kicking him? I don't know. And Dean is still desperate to defend him. He's like, I'm sh- even if you did do this, I'm sure you had a reason, you know, self-defense. Uh, he was yeah. a bad son of a bitch, something. Mm. Also, the first thing Dean jumps to, even though it's very obvious this guy's a hunter, is either this guy's a Unabomber, and then Sam cuts him off. It's like, I killed a hunter, Dean. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is, of all the people he could kill, it's, extra it's bad, bad yeah. considering what they are. Like, this is one of their people. Mm-hmm. Like, because this guy's a hunter, there's next to no chance that he was secretly some kind of supernatural monster that did deserve to be killed yeah. by their logic. Like, Sam is the exception because he is both a supernatural freak and a hunter. Most hunters are just some guy yeah. who is doing the right thing, you know? So, like, this isn't just, oh, he killed a random human, but it turns out it was actually a shapeshifter or, I don't know, a werewolf or something. Like, this is a hunter, which means it's automatically an innocent human. Okay, I gotta bring something up here now that we're talking about this. If demons can just possess anybody, why don't they just possess all hunters? <laughs> because hu- most hunters well, usually have these hunters some are... kind of protection against that. Well, why didn't they possess Sam and Dean a long time ago then, if they didn't have any protection? They were just some guy. There's not that many demons. Worth it. Yeah, not at this point at least. Really? Oh, okay. I mean, there's lots of demons, but they're mostly in hell. Like, it's hard to get out of hell. Okay. Yeah. There's not very many demons on Earth. I, I guess, like, if I was a demon, and I, I came out, and I was hanging out on Earth, I'd go for a hunter first and foremost, because they probably know, like, they probably have lots of resources I can use. But they have hunter networks, and hunters are probably more likely to recognize when someone is possessed. Mm, I guess if that's true. If you just go for yeah, some I, we haven't seen... suburbanite, then you have, like, a whole town to play with. If you go for a hunter, you've got people who are actually going to notice you. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Also, most hunters are not the children of John Winchester, and like Emma said, have some kind of anti-possession protection. Which, going forward, the boys do have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Possession. Not even once. (laughs) (laughs) Just say no. Um, I do like Sam's reaction to the video. Like, as they both watch it, they have, like, very different responses of horror, where Sam kind of, like, shuts down. And, I mean, it's Meg, mm-hmm. so she's just not acting, but it comes across as Sam, you know, being, like, yeah. kind of numbed by the horror, whereas Dean is, like, horrified in a more visual way. It's really good. It's also very funny that they, like, mm-hmm. pause and zoom in on Sam's, like, dramatically grainy face. <laughs> it's, yeah. Know, it's, like, three it's pixels so on that funny. screen. Like, you uh-huh. can tell it's Sam, but it does look really dumb. That's because Sam has glorious, luscious hair. Yeah, if he was, like, normal person size. 
and had a more typical haircut, it would be much harder to tell that it's him. Yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense, but it is very funny that Meg's like, I'm going to look through this guy's mail and find, like, the most sympathetic letter possible to really make it clear how bad this thing I did uh, was. Hey, Dean, don't you want to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> she really... She... Okay, She's really laying it on thick. But here's the thing. Sam would do this because yeah. Sam is just a self-hating little shit. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, it's just funny. It's really, like, it's it, really it was funny, not out of character though. for Sam at the time. It's just funny in hindsight knowing that it was Meg doing this. Yeah, a lot of this episode mm-hmm. was like, why would Meg decide to do that? Um, she's like she really committed to the bit meow meow Sam is. Yeah, and like the way he's stringing, the way she, I guess she is stringing uh, Dean along um, mm-hmm. with like, oh, I just happened to remember that this is the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. Is like playing into Sam's like weird psychic one of the stuff. Early instances of Sam like begging Dean with his puppy dog eyes, please kill me. Like, you're not gonna pleading emoji him into fratricide. Meg mentions the puppy dog <laughs> eyes textually later. It is like, I these puppy dog eyes are like gonna let me kill so many hunters. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. They're seasoned like, demon killers. Not... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, not like, I don't know, s- suburban mothers. Sam just brings out it's that so instinct funny. in everyone. Sam I mean, it didn't work on Bobby. Vibes. Bobby knew something was wrong. Bobby always knows something's wrong. Yeah. Or at least he thinks. The man who sleeps with a, with a machete under his pillow is insane every night but one. Yeah. Um, I like the inverse, the, the reversal of the you never told me this, where Sam is saying that he's been feeling all this rage and hate. Um, yeah. And Dean says, you never told mm-hmm. me this. And Dean, Sam says, I didn't want to scare you, which is a nice reversal of like, usually it's Sam going, what? You never told me that. Uh, and here Sam is, or, you know, fake Sam, but still Sam is the one withholding information. Supposedly, withhold- I keep having to like add disclaimers, like this is not what actually happened. But mm-hmm. in that scene, it seems yeah. as though it is. It seems like. Nice reversal. Yeah. It's interesting um, also that like, Meg doesn't want Sam dead. Meg wants to hurt Dean. Like, because if, if this was about Sam dying, it's interesting because she doesn't want to go back to hell. But also she would yeah. happily go back to hell if it's because Dean has to kill Sam. Well, presumably she could leave Sam's body. Um, yeah, after like if Dean just shot Dean her with a normal gun, that would be enough to kill Sam if she left the body. Mm hmm. But if she really wanted Sam dead, she could have just jumped off a building. Exactly. It was mostly about yeah. hurting Dean and Joe and killing Hunter. I thought when the I think that was her long con. I thought if you kill the vessel, the demon went back to hell. Didn't that happen in mm-hmm. no. season one? That's if you have the cult. Mm-hmm. Oh right, it was with the cult. You're right. Yeah, they do still have the and cult. the cult's Demons like karma death, right? Like that guy's dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the cult happens to be. A magic gun, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is also a gun. Yeah, they do still. No, have I mean that. the demons. I mean left, the demons. So dead. Theoretically, oh yeah, Dean could go find the cult and kill Sam with that, and that would yeah. kill Meg. But he doesn't. Yeah. At this point, he didn't know that Sam was possessed, so he wouldn't bother with the cult. He would just. Yeah. In theory, yeah, if he chose that. to kill Sam, he would cult. just shoot him. Yeah. Um. To your grandma, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> what What I meant was like the cult, like probably erased that demon, right? From, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Yeah. Because exercising a demon doesn't kill it; yeah. it just sends it back to hell. But the, the cult, cult can is, kill at this anything. Point, 
yeah, the only well, with the exception of like five. Yes, things. yes. I, uh, um, <laughs> the yeah, the only at this point, the only way to kill a demon is with the cult. Does it then go to yeah. the empty? Sorry, spoilers, I guess, but like I'm considering the <laughs> yeah, I think so. Here, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because they don't go to purgatory, right? Because they're not monsters. Okay. Um, I like how Dean says. I mean, yeah, it might have been you, but it wasn't you. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Winchester logic strikes again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dean says, "No one can control you but you," which is ironic because he is literally talking to the meat suit of his brother. Uh huh. And Sam says, "It sure doesn't seem like that, Dean." Yeah. Which is great because Meg is probably just laughing her head off in there. Yep. Yeah, reading back over this transcript, there's a lot of great dramatic irony in this episode that I bet was fun mm-hmm. for the two of you on a rewatch. I actually didn't remember. See, I wasn't even like I knew attention. that oh, okay. this wasn't actually going to be Sam, but I didn't remember that he was possessed. Okay. I knew he was possessed by Meg because I went to the Super Wiki last week um, when we were talking about what episodes came up next. Okay. Um, but I totally was not paying attention to the dramatic irony of it. Okay. All. I was just tired. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then when Sam is, you know, holding out the gun, saying, "This is what Dad told you to do. This is the point. You know, I can't fight it forever." Dean says, "You know, I've tried so hard to keep you safe." And Sam goes, "I know." And Dean says, "I can't. I'd rather die." Oof. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know, Dean. Yeah, we know, man. Yeah. It's. Mm. My notes it's actually say, sad. "I'd rather die" with like seven E's because I'm very upset. Mood. Now we can go to the motel manager. He's great. I just this guy's really good. It's <laughs> the he's like this couple needs your room, and it's like this fancy businessman and a woman who is almost certainly a sex worker. Uh, and the manager's like, "I've got a couple here that needs a room." And Dean looks at them, is like, "Yeah, I bet they do." <laughs> Which, and when Dean when the camera pans over to them, the guy kind of like shrugs his shoulders and turns away a little bit. Yeah, it's really good. I also like this guy's accent. He says, like, I'm going to have to charge you extra. Yeah. Yeah, he has a very interesting accent. Um, I don't know where they are in this episode. Yeah, I don't know. They go all over the place in this episode. There's a, there's a few places that they are. But yeah, that, it, it's so funny that's like, he left before donning your car. You should have gone with him. It's like, he's knocked out on the floor. Like, this manager, like, literally doesn't care what these guys' story is. He's just mad that he doesn't have access to the room. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude... This guy probably just got, like, robbed and his car stolen, and you're like, I'm gonna have to charge you extra. <laughs> I don't know. I was just deeply entertained by this whole scene. <laughs> and Dean says, I need to use yeah. your computer, and the manager goes, yeah. no, why would I let you use my computer? And then it cuts to him counting a stack <laughs> of cash. Cut. It's yeah. really good. And this phone call's really funny. Dean's like, my son's stuck into the house, went to a Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> uh, he calls Justin a triple threat. It's very um, funny. He, uh, he's like, boys will be boys, but see, Sammy is a diabetic. If he doesn't get his insulin, I, I just have to find him, please. It's really good. Yeah. He's, he lies very smoothly. I love how, um, even though Sam's not even there, Dean will go out of his way to emasculate him. Just <laughs> because he's Dean. Yeah, yeah. And then we see Joe, who is also wearing two shirts. It's bisexual culture, y'all. <laughs> Emma, how many shirts are you wearing right now? Just one, but only because I had my heater on too much. <laughs> SMH, I'm going to have to revoke your card. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I have! <laughs> 
Wyatt. Uh-huh. How many layers are you wearing? Two. I don't know if you're bi. I okay. am. Yeah, see? Wyatt gets to keep his card. <laughs> it's not my fault. I thought it's I thought I knew here. that. I wasn't sure. <laughs> anyway. Um Joe is wearing two shirts. Joe is wearing two shirts. I am obsessed with how Sam says that Dean is more like John than he is because that is blatantly untrue. All Meg says it. Um, like we've talked at length about how much Sam and John are similar and parallel to each other, mm. and how Dean is not yeah. like John, even though he tries to. Yeah, be. Dean. And so is for Meg to, to make Mary. Sam say that Dean's more like my father than I am is is mm, it's really yeah. good because it's so out of character in like a really tasty way. Like Sam knows that he's similar to John. They've bonded over it. Also, Sam usually calls him dad, my dad, yeah, not my I father. Yeah, I also noticed. I also noticed that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of little subtle things here that I like. Of like, well, I mean, it's not that subtle because we know that something's up with Sam, but still, I like that it's bleeding into his dialogue. Like he's not talking mm-hmm. like Sam normally does. Well, it's the same way when John was possessed by yeah. the yellow-eyed yeah. demon. I also like really that. And like, it's a good yeah. little thing that Sam says my father was possessed. Sorry, obsessed. Wrong word. Um. He was yeah. obsessed, consumed with hunting, and then we have that compared to Meg herself saying that she doesn't give a rat's ass about the master plan, which was her dad's plan. Like mm-hmm. maybe she's kind of channeling Ooh. her feelings about yellow eyes into Sam's dialogue Ooh, about maybe. John. Um, I also want to say we we made, we've made fun of Jarpad for his acting before, but uh, I think he does a really good job nailing like Meg's bitchiness. Like when it revealed, oh, like at first I was like, oh, is just this is all demons or all demons just real bitchy? Which is kind of true based on what we've seen. But Meg has a particular sort of like way she talks and the sorts of like jokes and snarky comments she makes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like. Uh, yeah, Jared Padalecki nailed that. Yeah, he's very good at not acting like Sam, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he's being creepy I to Joe, actually... he's very convincingly creepy to Joe. Yeah. Like, he's an asshole. He has the sort, he, like, there's a way he talks that he, like he's, like, biting off his words a little bit. Like, he's speaking really aggressively in a way that, yeah, it was very, like, eerie and not how Sam normally acts. Mm-hmm. Um, when... This might be skipping ahead a little bit, but when Joe wakes up tied to the pole, there's... First of all, the music starts playing. It's really interesting and fun, but there's that fucking slow-mo again. Oh, yeah. As Joe is coming to. Yeah, it's, it's um, so funny. The song is Crystal Ship by The Doors. Good song. Love The Doors. Then Joe says, you're not Sam, and Meg Sam says, don't be so sure about that. Answer the question, which is so weird. Yeah. Like, it really isn't Sam. What are you trying to play here? Uh-huh. No idea. Also, my favorite line ever, maybe, is when Meg exclamation point Sam says, uh, talks, tells Joe the truth about what happened with Joe and Bill, or John and Bill. God. Uh, she goes, how do you know? And he just goes, I hear things. I hear things. Yeah, and then, it's like, really good delivery. Goes. It's, it's, it, it, it's yeah. adorable. She's enjoying playing into Sam's, like, psychicness. Uh-huh. Also, she's just such a bitch, and I love her so much. Yeah, the little sing song that she does, where she goes, "My daddy shot your daddy in the head," is very Ugh. spooky. It's like fucked up. It's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, the very sudden like reveal that he's possessed is really good. I just, I just like how Dean like whips Whoosh! the holy water out and <laughs> burns, and then stands back up, and eyes are black. There's some lube in Jared's face. 
Um, hmm. I also want to say, like, this story, I, I don't know if this story Meg tells is true, um, but, like, I don't know. I, I'm not, like, a deontologist, uh, so, like, I, it doesn't really, it doesn't feel like it's that different whether or not, because this guy was, like, her dad was going to die anyway. I don't know. I feel like it's probably better to not let someone have to, like, die horribly from their intestines, like, not being in their body anymore. Uh, than it is to just let them die. I don't know. Like, it seemed like this was trying to make John seem worse. And it's like, it's still not great what he did, but I, I don't know, I'm just curious, like, how you two read the I story. Think, like, definitely agree with you, at least most of the way, but, like, yeah. he, it does say that um, Bill was praying to see you and Ellen one more time, and, like, we're, it's not clear whether that could have been possible to, like, I don't mm. know, get him to That's some true, of... yeah. And also, I mean, it's possible that Meg left this out of the story, but Bill didn't ask John to do it. And then she makes the comparison that John put him down like a sick dog. It's true. Um, it's like, it's so, a, it, Meg is an extremely unreliable narrator, obviously. Yes. She makes him seem like a little bit more of a bad guy, but also if you just look at it kind of objectively, it's not, there's not really much of a difference. Like, it, it sucks, and he's still a bad guy for, like... For using his using, bait. Yeah, but. and being irresponsible, and it still sucks. But I, there's not really much of a tangible difference to me between putting him out of his misery and getting him killed by the creature. Yeah. But of course, the show is much more concerned with humans killing other humans than humans getting killed by monsters yeah. because of other humans. Which, again, is is very, like, kind of silly, like, moral framework to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Sam is yelling at Dean... He says, you'd be doing me a favor, shoot me, and, like, screams, shoot me, um, which is not bad yeah. acting. It's okay. I was like, yeah, he's just, he's <laughs> screaming, shoot me. Um, but then the line that really gets me is, what the hell's wrong with you, Dean? Are you that scared of being alone that you'd rather let Joe die? Mm, punching walls. Mm. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> also, in this scene, there's another good, like, transition of the focus between the gun and Dean again. Mm-hmm. I like when they do that. It happens here. Demon Sammy looks very good with like his black eyes as he's getting splashed. Looks nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's but, yeah. unfortunately the, the only I thing I could think during this notes. scene was the bit from uh, my brother, my brother and me. Are you haunted? Are you fucking possessed? You used to be my brother. <laughs> 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 then when they're stalking each other in the warehouse, um, Dean falls for the classic thrown item thing. Idiot. Yeah. Dean would not survive a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game. <laughs> um, I, I really like, again, speaking of Meg's bitchiness, the, li the line, you should have seen your face when you thought he murdered that guy. Pathetic. <laughs> yeah, love her. And Dean says, why didn't you kill me at a dozen chances? And she says, nah, that would have been too easy. Where's the fun in that? This is a test. Wanted to see if I could push you far enough to waste Sam. Should have known you wouldn't have the sack. Anyway, fun's over now. Yeah. Like, calling back to the way demons were described in their first instance of Phantom Traveler 1-4, like, demons are just here for, you know, bad times. They just want yeah. to spread chaos and evil and violence. <laughs> they just want to kill people and have fun doing it. Like, if it's not efficient they don't really yeah, care vibes. they want to just they're here to party mm -hmm. on earth by causing humans misery so like it doesn't have to be good motivation which is really easy for writers mm -hmm. 
Like, sure, it would have made more sense Anaka, to just possess Sam, uh, walk off a building, possess theorem. Dean, do so similar, but it's more fun to make Dean miserable and make Sam watch the whole thing. Um, okay. I think it's, this whole, like, Dean getting shot and falling into the water thing is really funny to me. It's like, it is. he, how did he not drown? It's fine. He's fine. It's, and then, it's fine. And then the really funny thing is that Joe does the whole stitching him up thing, which, if they oh, had yeah. any romantic chemistry, would be such a good scene. Like, for people who ship Joe and Dean, if they exist, <laughs> which they do, they're mostly straight people. Uh-huh. I can make a, I'll make a, a chart of the straight ships for straight people, gay <laughs> ships for straight people, etc. We, yeah, we all had this thought, sim- like, separately from each mm-hmm. other when we were watching it. It's in it all of great. our notes. Yeah, like, the Joe <laughs> also continues so cute, attempting it, and it doesn't work. Like, she's, she's mm-hmm. doing the don't be a baby, and he's complaining, and there's just no chemistry. Like, yeah. they do have like, a nice cute, relationship, but, like, it is not romantic at all. Yeah, I mean Meg. Meg is right. Of like, it's it's more of a brother sister relationship. Like they're just yeah, like even being, if they don't know it yet, they're just being like kind of vaguely shitty to each other in a way that's funny. Mm-hmm. Dee calls her a butcher. John Mulaney voice. I think Joe's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> like partial credit. <laughs> uh, and then Joe asks, "Do demons ever tell the truth too?" Because they. She says, I know demons lie, but do they ever tell the truth, too? And he says, like, yeah, sometimes, I guess, especially if they know it'll mess with your head. Why do you ask? And she's like, nothing, doesn't yeah. matter. So it's unclear yeah. whether that's supposed to be about what happened with her dad, or rather their dads, or if this is about Dean not having a crush on her. I think it's probably supposed Man. to imply both, but it doesn't matter. I didn't even pick I, up on that second I thing. didn't even pick up on that second thing. Yeah, it's like there is so little of anything between them romantically that that did not even cross my mind. Yeah. I am also so arrow. I don't know fucking anything. But also that light is so awkward. Like Yeah. She it, it just makes her look so naive and dumb and it's weird. Yeah. Like That's why I'm thinking like it I don't seems know, do to people be people have a reason to tell the truth. To, like she like, she wants to like she seems like shy and nervous about it, which is why I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's probably attempting a romantic thing, yeah. but it doesn't land. So it's kind <laughs> it of a clumsy work. attempt at subtext. Mm-hmm. Also, Dean looks like shit in the scene in a way that I really enjoy. I like it when yeah. he's been beat to hell. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. His arms are so big. <laughs> <laughs> Bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that big man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of Dean Joe romance, nope, right before that, the Dean Joe romance agenda continues where Dean says, I'll call you later, okay? And after he leaves, Joe says, no, you won't, yeah. which is cute, and it yeah, almost lands. It's, it's a sweet relationship, no, it just doesn't feel romantic. Like, yeah. it would mm-hmm. be cute if they had chemistry. Like, if this was a couple her going herself quietly no you won't it's like really sweet it's just they're not a couple they don't feel like a couple they don't even feel like they want to be a couple i mean i liked it even from like a brother sister angle of just like she knows who dean is at this point they're friends Mm -hmm. all right bobby time bobby time bobby time bobby my dad every time bobby isn't on screen everyone's going where's bobby boogie boogie no yeah exactly where's my dad um (laughs) When when Sam Meg, I don't remember what the line is, but Bobby's in the kitchen getting the beer and Sam says something 
and his eyes flash yeah. black. It's Bobby so says dramatic. Um, it's yeah, so it's it's good. it's it's the line is so he says like Sam says hold up somewhere with the girl in the twelve pack. Bobby says oh yeah she pretty and then cut to Sam who says you ask me he's in way over his head eyes flash black. It's good. It is good. Uh huh. I love I love the eye flashies. It's my favorite trope. Yeah. It's so stupid and dramatic, but I love it. Yeah, I really like every time I see demon eyes, I go insane. I really like how Bobby says, you know, he's he's passes the beard, the watered down beard to Sam, and goes to John, and Sam without complaint goes to Dad. It's really good. Bobby would never. He's also like even that was a test of like maybe he's not possessed and he doesn't react to the bottle, but if he doesn't complain about this, he's also still not Sam. Something else is wrong. It's great. Um, the way, like, when, uh, when Meg falls over and it's like, holy water, um, Bobby just keeps sipping his beer. Yeah. And it's just like, I gotcha, bitch. He's <laughs> great. so casual. I love He's him. He's so good and competent and confident and cool. And he, there's a line here that implies so much fascinating history about Bobby as a person. He says, "Don't try to con a con man." Well, he, his like, like day job. What is, is your that life he story, He sits at Bobby? the desk and waits for hunters to send him calls that he needs to pretend to be FBI. Has that been? It may not be in this part of the show yet. I don't think we've seen that, but like he does. Yeah, have, I don't think that's at been some point in the yet. show. We find out that he has like a row okay. of phones where he yeah. has like the FBI line, the FDA line, like whatever he need whatever a hunter needs mm-hmm. an official to call like oh yeah this is my boss talk to him yeah. he just picks up the right phone and goes hey this is the fake name associated with this line oh yeah i guess hunters in general are con men aren't they because they yeah. constantly have to be pretending to be people that they aren't to get into things never thought about it from that perspective i think it's very funny that regardless sam though it's a good same, line sam as meg meg as sam is in the same devil's trap as before mm-hmm. like so meg it's the yeah, same, it's the same one the same it's the same one <laughs> Like, did you forget that was here, Meg? Why would you go after Robbie in his own house? I would have loved a, like, oh, we're back here again line from her. Which is funny, because Sam Meg says, Dean, back from the dead, getting to be a regular thing for you, isn't it? Like a cockroach. Like (laughs) Like a cockroach. In season two, you say this? Uh Back from the dead, getting to be a regular thing. Like, it happened one and a half times. Yeah. He hasn't even died yet. Shrek voice. He hasn't. <laughs> we had the same thought, Emma. Um, uh, a lot of really good Meg lines here. Um, the like, careful now. I wouldn't want to bruise this fine packaging. Mm-hmm. The threat yeah, to make him bite off his tongue. Very good. Learned a few new tricks as she does a magic spell. It's incredible. Pres- I I guess the assumption we're supposed to make is that she's powered up a little bit. Yeah. Since, like, she's gotten a promotion. Yeah, and she learned, like, I don't know. I, I feel like if demons, I don't know where she learned about this brand thing that, like, keeps demons in the body. I feel like if demons knew about this, they'd use this all the time. I wonder where she figured that out. Maybe she made it up. Hmm. But who would she have Maybe tested she it on? Because then she would be stuck in that body, wouldn't she? Oh, no, she didn't invent it because Bobby recognizes it. Oh, that's true. Well. It's a binding link. It's got a name. Oh, interesting though. Bobby if it's got says a name, he's why locked don't... himself inside Sam's body. Bobby kind of assumes this demon's gender, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna cancel Bobby, it would already be over naming his dog after Rumsfeld. Yeah. We do not cancel Bobby. Not my Bobby. <laughs> Hashtag not my Bobby. Well, when Meg is doing her monologue about what hell is like. 
it's a cool oh line. yeah the same brain cell i was gonna okay, talk good. about this where she says mm-hmm. uh you know when people want to describe the worst possible thing they say it's like hell and keeps like punching zine in the face while he's saying while she's saying all this you know there's a reason for that hell is like um punch well it's like hell even for demons punch <laughs> it's a prison bad at bone and flesh and blood and fear and you sent me back there which is a really cool line yeah. That's a nice visual imagery for hell, which we haven't seen. It's just like, by the way, I saw your dad there. He says, howdy. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And again, Jared is doing a good job of not being Sam. Yeah. The way the way he says, you know, he says, howdy. It's And that sounds very much like yellow eyes, too. Yeah. So we get that good character connection. <laughs> like father, like, like Meg daughter. Is, yeah, exactly. Um, and then she says to him, whatever I do to you, it's nothing compared to what you do to yourself, is it? I can see it in your eyes, Dean. You're worthless. You couldn't save your dad, and deep down you know you can't save your brother. That he, that they'd have been better off without you. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Love yeah. when Stabbing him right in the open to wound. poke Dean in his soft spots. Yeah. I mean, she's literally digging Sam's thumb into Dean's bullet wound in this moment. Yeah. It's very Mm -hmm. good, like, verbal, physical parallels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when Meg leaves Sam, Sam goes, did I miss anything? And he just fucking punches him in the face. It's great. (laughs) Collapses. It's really good. It's really funny. Yeah. By the way, um, there is so much, like, knocking people out to advance the plot in this episode that I found really really funny. funny. It happens, like, three times, four times. I didn't know you, like, can you knock demons out? Like, Bobby I, I literally guess. just punches them. I get, like, I, I mean, you can in that the sh- it happened. <laughs> uh, it makes me crazy that when Bobby says, you guys, you wouldn't know anything about that. Dean says, no, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I also find the following line very interesting, where Bobby says, Wondell's buddies are looking for someone or something to string up. Interesting use of language there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like the, like, Sam, like, Sam and Dean back and forth, you look like crap. It's very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dean makes a joke about the possession, anti-possession charm sounding vaguely dirty, because of course he does. Uh-huh. Well, it's the same joke as later, right? It's like, keep demons from getting inside you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sam says that no matter what I did, you wouldn't shoot. And Dean says, it was the right move, Sam, it wasn't you. And Sam says, yeah, this time. Oof. It's good. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Also, Speedwagon is playing in the car, which I think is, mm-hmm. again, associated with Joe. I could be reaching. I'm not trying to push yeah. the Dean Joe agenda. I don't care about the Dean Joe agenda. I just think it's interesting when it comes up because Ario Speedwagon it's, is it's the music noted in that, the Super Wiki yeah, too. that Dean and Joe were arguing over in their like lighthearted banter way. And so when Speedwagon comes up, I mm-hmm. think it's trying to imply that, like, remember Joe was in this episode? But it doesn't actually like even get mentioned. So Yeah. Goes nowhere. Yeah. It's kind of fun, but but yeah. That's yeah. it's 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 continues to not be really anything. Yeah, it's yeah. And then Dean goes, Haha, you had a chick inside you. Well, do we want to talk about a little I guess like we kinda already hit it of like Dean's never gonna kill Sam. Like he he would rather die. Although he doesn't yeah. say that here. He says, it's the last resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to save you. Yeah. Which, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a Dean thesis right there. Ha! Uh, 
Welcome to season two. Everything is fine. <sighs> There's 13 more seasons, guys. <laughs> There's 13 more years. Don't say that, Bestie. <laughs> There's another eight episodes left of just this season. Uh-huh. Okay, but they're all good. The so pain okay. is endless and the suffering never ceases. Uh-huh. It's true. God it's has true. cursed us for our hubris and we are never done. <laughs> our work is never and done. Our work is never finished. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um on that note, what are we doing next uh, next right. everything? <laughs> Do we have actor facts? You said yeah. you don't, right? No, no actor facts for this episode. We got a fucking baller episode next week. Um well, at least a baller half of an episode. <laughs> uh two fifteen tall tales. One of the best season two episodes, in my humble opinion, as a certain character's stand. It's fun. Um, who had a huge crush on him as a child. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It's going to be great. Um, it's, there's a lot of really good brothers stuff. It's fun. And then we have Roadkill uh, 216. It's it's not like a particularly memorable one. It's a very uh, oh, monster no, I of the week. This one. But I do I do like it though. I yeah, think I think it's good. At least I remember it being good. Yeah. Cool. So I'm very excited. Actually, the rest of this season is really good. There's lots yeah, of season good, two was good, a good episodes. One. Um, two fifteen yeah. was written by uh, John Shaban, and two sixteen Roadkill was written by Rail Tucker. So we have yeah, good. So you've good got some episodes things. coming. Very, very excited to, to finish out the rest of this season yeah. um, and get through season three so we can get to the real shit, <laughs> the real meat of this show. All right. Well, tune in next time for those episodes. Uh, in the meantime, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, and we, I guess this time we're driving off into the night making dirty jokes. Tentatively checking in on each other's mental health. <laughs> yeah. It's bad, guys. Just just bros being dudes. Just bros being dudes. And just being very emotionally repressed all the time. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.